Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. We're in our 18th Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who's currently eating dinner, and also our expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? My my belly is full and I'm ready to go. (laughs) Thank you you for joining us. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, apologies for the indigestion in about five minutes. Uh, and <laughs> you smashed that, mate. Uh, and we also have uh, Nick Lord, who is our, you know, resident fantasy nugget, but getting less nuggety, and our stats guru. How are you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, guys. Going good. Uh, Origin tomorrow, guys. Pretty, pretty exciting. Kind of sneaks up on you, Origin 3. Because it's so short after Origin too, like it's only like a you know a round and a bit. It'd be good yeah, to watch it... Queensland get towered up. <clears throat> you hope so. Yeah, I don't. They, know. Um... I, I don't know whether I can watch it. I've got like PTSD on like Game Three deciders. Uh, yeah, I in keep, Queensland. <laughs> I keep saying it. It comes down to the refereeing. If they do it like they did in uh, WA, Queensland's gone. It's going to be ugly. Fair enough. Oh, look, and Cam Munster being out can't hurt too. But look, we'll save that till we, till we get to the next one. Uh, we get to the origin spot. Uh, look, thank you for everyone who's been listening. We hit uh, very elite 1337 Facebook followers, which is hilarious. <laughs> so thank you for everyone who's done that. Thank you for everyone who listens and subscribes to the podcast. We appreciate you all. Uh, look, we've got all our segments in today, but first of all, we're going to go to our leagues. Now, the chaos mode was so chaos-like this year, I didn't even realize I put in buys, so we had a buy round. Uh, Mitch, who, who's winning your league over there? NRL FL Loms uh, got a win off me because, once again, I forgot to name a captain and vice captain. So <laughs> You nugget. <laughs> had I done that, I would have got him, so enjoy the free win, mate. Oh look, I, I think I think this year, mate, you are gonna win over the fantasy nugget title. You're gonna have to be an expert physio and fantasy nugget. That's Especially fine. Especially get beaten by my mum, man. Like it's it's gonna be embarrassing. It, it's not over yet. I can still run her down. You certainly can. <laughs> Probably in the car. Uh moving on. The next one, Nick. How's your how's your league going? Um, Far King Warriors uh, top scored with four ninety four. Um, as always, uh, Chirp Riders is top of the league. Um, he's just bossing it. But shout out to the Warriors uh, with 494. Nice. And Stu, overall, what's it looking like, mate? Our first mate, mate, NRFL first mate, mates is third overall. Well done to you. I think uh, we lost a, a few people, dropped a few ranks this round, but that's all right. Uh, a lot of people, I think, killed their, off their teams in buy round just by spinning trades. And ninth is heinous crime so those two are still keeping in touch with that top 10 so I think we've still got 7 players in the top 100 which is pretty impressive so well done to you all out there uh, yeah so Mitch how are you going for overall mate uh, no movement at the station mate I'm still sitting at 8,214 so I think I was about that last week maybe I've moved up a few hundred ranks oh nicely done uh, helping, setting a captain would have probably got you another 500 spots I reckon well, it was I happy, so yep, that would have helped. Ooh. <laughs> Nick, how, how'd you go, mate? Mate, I climbed some ranks um, with, I think, 9 or 10 players. I'm up to 1624 now, so trying to get back into the top 1,000 again. Nice. Yourself? Oh, look, mate, I took a hard decision last week. I only played three players, so I dropped 2,000 ranks. 
to oh, 2,122. Oh, you I did, but um, it was one of those decisions where I was looking at it. I was like, I can get myself from... Because, th- you know, I thought I had four with Nico. But, you know, I was like, oh, I can do four trades, spend a lot of my remaining trades and get them. And I'm just like... But then I've got these players I don't want to end the season with, right? Mm. Like, like, people are going to end up with, like, Off and Gowie and these other guys who you just... You don't want to send like, necessarily on your team if something bad happens to them. Like, what happened to Off and Gowie this week playing prop? Or Dave Clemmer, who uh, can't stay on the field for at the whole lady. 79 minutes and uh, 50 seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Before it. got set off. <laughs> yeah, but it's more than minus oh, yeah, 10 points. Oh, about that, eh? <laughs> that's it. Oh, that, that'd be filth. Imagine if you dropped a game because Clem got set off. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it certainly wouldn't be great. He, he wonders why he's not in origin. There you go, Clem. Yeah. yeah, he's a bonehead. That's it. All right, so look, we only have, it. <laughs> yeah. we only have four games in the weekend, Nick, but we did have some pretty good stats. What what have we got? Uh, Reed Marnie with uh, top the league with fifty one tackles. So shout out Reed. Tommy Burgess was the only one to crack two hundred running meters, which was a bit disappointing across the league. He cracked two hundred and one. Jesse Raymond bagged a Hattie and as well three line breaks. Cody Walker found some form. With three tries, Braden Trindle, and that win over the Storm, picked up three line break assists, which was pretty solid. Not many offloads this week, guys. Daniel Saifedi and Jack DeBellin with three apiece. Mitch Moses tops the tackle bus. He actually had a career-high nine tackle bus, guys, um, which was pretty sensational. Shows you how bad the Warriors tackles. are. Well, exactly. He's not exactly you know, plowing over people. Oh, he's not that kind of athlete anyway. You know, he's sort of a slippery little bugger. Um, the Cheese with two turnover tackles. Tex Hoy, three try saves. That is just awesome, you know, for a small bloke. Um, and, and they had to do a fair bit of defense, I think. Latrell Mitchell, six goals, which is, you know, pretty awesome to see him back. We'll talk about him later. Anthony Milford with two forced dropouts. Um, Adam Reynolds, kick meters, 436 was the top, which is a bit low. Uh, it's usually well over 500. Tommy Burgess, he missed uh, 10 tackles, it says here. I think, I can't remember if it's five or 10 tackles. Um, Tessie New with four errors. And Latrell conceded three penalties, but Tarek Sims gets a shout out with uh, two penalties and two sin bids. So um, that's talk about racking up the negatives. Um, good one, Tarek. Good thing uh, not fantasy relevant. Otherwise, that would be have a lot of fantasy managers pulling the hair out. That's... Mitch, how's uh, oh, the physio I, 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 looking, mate? Oh, just quickly, Reed Marnie the other week, I was looking at him as an owner, round 17, as a really frustrated owner. He picked up this uh, 22, 23 points of negatives Ooh. in his game. So he had eight missed tackles. I was wondering why he didn't have the top rank, but no, he had eight missed tackles, three errors, uh, and a, a six-again infringement. So he only got forty-seven with fifty-one tackles and a try. Jeez. And two try, try and two try saves. 70. That's it. Exactly. Oh, he could have exactly. It's it's filth. Anyway, moving I've on. Just confirmed it. What it was ten missed tackles for Tom Burgess. I just I just had to confirm it because ten is just enormous. You know that's like Luke Brooks, Ben Hunt territory. So oh, don't go there. 20, 20 negatives, and you can see two penalties. That's 22. 24, sorry, which is like Reed Marnie-esque, isn't it, Stu? Oh, yeah, that's it. All right. So, uh, 
Okay, yeah, let, let's move on to the injury side of the world. Mitch, what's happening here? Uh, not as diabolical as the last few weeks, boys. So let's start off with Michaeli Ravalawa. So I was watching this one. It looked like a high-grade hamstring, so I'm calling that a grade two at this point. I'd be expecting, particularly given this is his second hamstring for the season, he'll be out for about six weeks. Uh, and that'll be close to the fantasy season for McKaylee. So once we factor in that he's not going to be quite right in those first uh, two to three weeks, I would say, coming back out of that injury, he's a no-go. So if you own McKaylee Ravalawa, sell him and uh, we'll pigeonhole him for next season because he is now no longer fantasy relevant. Corey Pay, he's uh, HI, so he's going to be out for at least the week. Uh, and that's going to bring in Jakey Turpin. Alex Johnson had a quad strain. He's being named. Uh, just some awareness, probably more so if you're carrying Alex in uh, draft, that he might be a little bit slower than he might normally have been. Quad strains don't have nearly the same sort of debilitating effect on speed as, say, a calf or a hamstring. So while there might be a drop, I wouldn't be ridiculously concerned. Kenny Bromwich, guys, so another syndesmosis. They've got to get rid of the players going after these ankles. We've seen so many of these this year. Uh, four to six weeks, it doesn't look like he's going to require surgery. So a slight reprieve for probably the most beaten up NRL team I've ever seen in my time watching uh, the league. But, you know, couldn't happen to a better team. Grant Anderson, speaking of high-grade medial elbow ligament strain. Um, Stuart Nick, did either of you see this injury? I did. Well, I saw it and it was absolutely gross. Um, did it pop out, and- pop back in? I thought it subluxed slightly, but, mate, elbows don't go that way. Um, It's looking at least six weeks out for him, and, uh, again, that's going to be the season over for Grant. He he made a a knee, didn't he, in the back of his elbow? No. uh, No. uh, Teague Teague Wilton rolled. Oh, he just rolled him, eh? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he had his arm down ready to push up to play the ball, and old mate rolled his weight into his elbow. Did, did Teague get a couple of weeks? He didn't no. get anything, did he? Oh, it's, it's accidental. He wasn't playing. Oh, yeah. though. He was trying to roll away from the play the ball and basically just hit the guy's arm. Grant was trying mm. to get up a bit too early there. So it's just, uh, it's just an injury, I reckon. Like, what yeah, did you think, Mitch? Oh, 100% agree, mate. It was a total accident. It was just an ugly injury. It's cost of playing contact sport it sometimes happens uh i see it you know pretty well every saturday sometimes these things go down uh mm. dallin wateni zelezniak uh that's covid week so that's going to be a good uh, uh you know he'll be back the week after one would hope ronald volkman so he doesn't have covid he seems to have some sort of virus we'd be thinking a week again i suppose it depends on the type of virus we have seen a few players you know even with dallin that have not been able to come back within the week but at this point we'll assume a week Bailey Surinan, uh, another fractured eye socket, Stu. That's two weeks in a row. So we'd be expecting somewhere between four to six weeks, presuming he doesn't have to have surgery. Bradman Best, not a good year for him. Uh, he's totally ruptured one of the ligaments in his thumb. That's going to require surgery. And we've seen with Zach Lomax this year, uh, Nick, that he really hasn't quite been the same dude since his thumb surgery. I hope Bradman's the same, but... Thumbs are a really uh, funny joint. You really don't want to be doing damage to that. So see you, mate, for the fantasy year for Bradman. And I hope he doesn't come back uh, the way Lomax did because I felt like Lomax hasn't quite been the same dude this year. Um, Jordan McLean, so four weeks for him. That's actually a low-grade hamstring injury. Uh, being a prop, I wouldn't be too concerned on his return back. I suspect once he comes back at that three- to four-week mark, he should be pretty good. 
uh, assuming that that time frame that he they've given is correct. If it is a grade two, that does change the game. And at that point, uh, he may have a bit of a dip in performance and could very well come off the bench. Uh, so not too bad this week, guys. I mean, we have a couple of season enders, but it's really because we're getting uh, close to the end. Uh, any thoughts from that? Uh, I think that my draft team is currently cursed. I The number of season end, like injuries that my team has had or like long guys with long-term outs. So I knew I was keeping Dewey, right? But I've had Vafita. Uh, I had McInnes miss the first few rounds. I've had uh, Bradman Best, who's now just missing the rest of the season, so I'm trading him out. Uh, I've got Ruben Cotter with a hamstring. Uh, and I had Alex Twole, who's missing the rest of the season. And uh, Jason Tamo, who loves missing random games. Uh, and Frizzell. In fact, I, it's quicker for me to go, who hasn't been injured in my team? Uh, Hamaso, who did his hamstring earlier in the year. Remember, he lost his spot to drink water. That's, well, that's right. And that was that was a big one, yeah, because oh. a lot of people took Hamaso thinking he was going to be the real deal at fullback. And in fact, in the season, we, we gave drink water a pretty big bash. I said, actually, you had the moniker of stink water. I did. Oh, my goodness. Wade Egan had those HIA as well. He was out for a few games. I'm looking at my team here. Mo Fonawaka got dropped to the bench. So, so my best. So Chad Townsend has been my most reliable player. I've, and out of my starting team, I got Chad Townsend. Must uh, no, I didn't have him. Daniel Tupu and Selwyn Cobo. That's my the original three players in my team. Jeez. Oh man, it's You're been done, f- mate. You're oh, it was absolute filth. I'm coming like ninth out of ten in that. You'll be lucky to make the eight. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna make it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what? But look, thanks, thanks for that one. Uh, obviously, right, we, we also have Payne Haas, who it looks like it will be three weeks till he returns instead of two, I'm guessing, for those shoulders. Have we heard any yeah. more about that, Mitch? I haven't heard anything. I just cannot find anything on that surgery at this point. Okay. Uh, look, as Nick said, he, he, he I do believe that he could very well be slated for surgery, and I presume that would be a labrum at that point. If he is looking more like three weeks, I mean, if you can hold him, hold him. But just be aware, if there is something more going on than those AC joints, that will affect his performance and minutes. If it is those low-grade AC joint injuries, then one would expect he'd come back pretty good. But, you know, honestly, more than two to three weeks for a low-grade AC joint injury is a little bit unusual. I just wonder if there's something that we don't know right now. A bit like Dylan Edwards last year when there was something funny going on. I think Nick has a good nugget with that surgery news. And it's... Probably, I mean, look, if, you, if you've if got a loaded team and you can hang on to him, sure, why not? But I just wonder now if Kevy will sort of uh, peel back on his minutes and sort of keep him to 55, 60. And, and you might see a lot of his tackling and uh, ability to offload and tackle bus drop if it's anything more than those low-grade AC joint injuries. So uh, if I owned him, I'd sell him now, given that it's going to be Ooh, more time. But that's a if, you, if you have the ability, maybe a first date, if you have the ability, like, you know, if you're a top top 10 player you might be able to roll the dice because you've got the the players there but if you like me and you're a bit stuck um and you do own him which i fortunately don't i sold him out that actually worked out pretty well um then then maybe you have to get rid of him now because i would have thought he'd, he'd be back this week no fair fair enough uh a cu- couple more ones that have come come past my desk just in the last little while uh that mallet finger that we thought for pappenhausen apparently more of a finger sprain Ligament, yep. not tendon, apparently. 
which is significantly better. So when we're talking about mallet finger, that pretty much always re requires surgery. I know, I think I messaged in the chat, you looked at it live and the way he was holding it was a classic mallet finger style um, position. It was sort of in that hooked position, but I think maybe that was just pain. Uh, the fact that he's been named and he continued to play indicates it almost definitely wasn't mallet finger because they almost always require surgery. So in the instance that we're looking at more of a ligamentous injury, you strap it up and he will barely miss a beat. Excellent. And we pretty much saw that at the end of the last game. Yep, and he's also got a uh, uh, cork in his back as well, contusion there. Yep. Uh, excellent. Uh, same deal. Look, might be a little bit sore, but he'll probably take basic analgesia and he'll be fine. And cool. Nick must feel like freaking Neo from The Matrix. He just keeps dodging bullets with Ryan Pappenhaus. It's like, <laughs> oop, dodge an eight-pointer. And then it's like, oop, dodge, dodge the mallet finger. Because yeah. that, that definitely would have cost you a trade, mate. That would have been minimum six weeks. Yeah. Also, Ooh. one that didn't happen in the game, but that we have here, Jordan McLean, grade two hamstring. It was grade two in the end, was it? Yes, okay. due to the scans. So they, they've listed him for four weeks. That would be incorrect. It would be at least six. Okay, well, look, he so, wasn't fantasy relevant, but that does mean Jason Talmololo is more fantasy relevant for six weeks. Yeah, that's pretty much end of yep. season. I would say it would be close on, and on particularly given season. that the Cowboys are going to be contenders, they will not rush him back. The only reason it could be four is because of his role as a prop, but you just wouldn't go faster. To be grade two, that's a considerable tear in the tissue, and the reason I brought it to a one was because I saw the duration. I thought that cannot be a one, so... Stu, I would say without doubt that's a that's a six weeker. No, fair enough. Uh, there were a couple more interesting ones. Uh, Ryan Madison ribs have kept him out again. Yep, we saw that one coming. So uh, I'm just having a look here. Oh, Campbell Graham, you know his face when it got smashed yes. up. Plates inserted. It was as bad as Joey Marnie. We said that at the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he's having the the full work done. Three plates into the face. So what, six, I, I still six have no weeks. answer on why he went back out there, but oh, I will uh, find out and I'll be telling you next time we go. No, that's it. Exactly. Someone must have given some dodgy information out there. Uh, the very last one that I saw, a uh, couple of guys who play off the field, uh, like they haven't really seen much time this year, Harry Rushton, eight to ten weeks. That's uh, the fractured jaw. I saw that, that. That is. so. That was nasty, mate. <laughs> that is nasty. Yeah, it is. His face is just bleeding big time. From from a fantasy player perspective, though, hopefully he's a starter next year and he's a straight up pick. Yeah, for sure. Oh, look, I th mm. I think he's one of those guys who they they're doing ready there. Anyway, that, that's that's the last of the uh, very late news that I've had sort of between yeah. now when we wrote all this down. It'd be worth having a look at that jaw fracture if you like seeing gnarly stuff. That was a good one. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's move on to the naughty corner, uh, which is uh, the judici judiciary. Let me say that three times quickly. Uh, okay. So the big one news, Brandon Smith, three weeks for dissent. Uh, mate, Brandon Smith, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit to Brandon Smith because I hope you're listening. Brandon Smith, you are stinky cheese. I held you almost the entire season hoping that you would come good you've then spat out weeks of 57 and 61 you've got my hopes up and now you have been suspended for three weeks <laughs> get your shit together that uh, is it is disgraceful like you, you, you've killed my fantasy uh, season look, you and uh, Tom Trojevic I'm just hoping that it keeps the <laughs> average down because 32.8 right 
he's a straight up walk-in starter to my team next year. So, you know, keep him suspended and then keep him keep his scores low coming off the bench, please. Because, uh, yeah, I know that it sounds silly that we're talking about next season, but we want these players who aren't... We know that they're not going to perform in the current situations this year. Like Harry Rushton, we want them to come back next year fully fit and firing. Uh, other news is uh, Tarek Sims gets a week. And uh, yeah, for... Fair. Yeah, for, for... I think he got the week for the shoulder hit. Uh, oh, that was yeah. a week. That was definitely a week. Yep. Yeah, that's a week. So he got a week for there. He got away with a fine for the other one. Uh, and uh, David Clemmer gets away with a fine for the high contact. I think due, due to the fact that his elbow actually fell off old mate's head. So uh, David... He's lucky he did made good contact. That's it. If his eyes roll back after that one, he'd be facing a few weeks. Because you, you can see that he went in with intent. David Clemmer. And he hurt, hurt the wrong guy. So you're going to have to claw on the tongue. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Georgie Rose will be uh, picking up that fight very shortly. We're trying to promote that one. Uh, excellent. Okay, moving on. Uh, a bit of news this week. Obviously, as if unless you've been living under a rock, free Walsh to Brisbane, guys. And look, there's a little bit of a tale to tell on this one. He was going to. He had an option to go for the Dolphins for twice the money, but the Warriors refused to let him go to the Dolphins because, and I think I finally worked out the story, the whole Matt Lodge thing leaving as well. The reason is is because uh, the recruitment manager for the Warriors used to be uh, Peter O'Sullivan. Peter O'Sullivan is now the Dolphins recruitment guy, so he's left. He's left in bad terms from the Warriors. He is then the father-in-law of Matt Lodge. Oh, wow. So I think the incident where the the guy running the place has gone ballistic uh, against, or, you, you know, at least he's had words to say to Matt Lodge about his family. It's like, that's the family that he's talking about. So that's why he's left the Warriors and been paid out fully, apparently. And that is why... Uh, they said that uh, you can't go to the Dolphins because I was trying to work out what the bad blood was and they're talking about the bad blood and it's like oh it's Peter O'Sullivan Bees. yeah but it's not these are issues of him getting back into the Warriors like well, was- well I, I thought initially it's like well yeah you know would you want him in your country and the answer is I don't want him in mine so well I, I don't know what's the next Australia where you send your convicts who you don't want around anymore we need to Tasmania. find a new one that's it. Send him there. He can play. play. Send him to the freaking Tasmania. Play AFL for all I care. That's it. Play inbreeding. That's a big punishment. It <laughs> <laughs> is a pretty big punishment. Anyway. So, moving on. Uh, look, and the other one is Chance Nickel Clockstat, obviously, to the Warriors. They've worked out that timing there. So, uh, they, at least they have a like-for-like fullback replacement. Oh, uh, Yeah. It's like yeah, the it's, diet, it's, it's not bad. Uh, it wouldn't be you know, more reliable than Reese Walsh. Wouldn't New Zealand be able to field a serious side if half their union team played league? Oof. That'd be interesting. Mate, the, their union's having problems. They lost to Ireland in Dunedin on the week. Did they? Yeah. 13 12 or something. Oof. Yeah. So uh, I'm not Got sure that. the Warriors <laughs> <laughs> want the union boys at the moment. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
for sure. Um, okay, and, and guys, look, what is that all, Stu, for the news? Uh, look, there's there's been a whole bunch of other play moves. The other one is Isaiah Papali is apparently wanting to walk out of his contract at the Tigers because he's signed to play under Madge and the assistant coaches who he played at under the Warriors, and they've all been fired. It's hard to blame you for wanting to flip in that situation. That's it. It's like the guys who signed to play under Trent or everyone else. And suddenly you don't know who you're playing for and you don't know why you're there and you're being mucked around with. Yeah. This is the real issue with the NRL and I keep saying you've got players signing two years in advance, you've got coaches getting sacked in the middle of the season. No other sport does it, mate. Nick, you follow the basketball. I follow the gridiron. It doesn't happen. If you sign with another team, you go to that team. Like... It's, immediately fix or, it like Landy's you tried to fix although, the friggin ruck fix something you might be able to change although the, for the, the love of God um, the only thing I'd say about that is you do get a situation like Ben Simmons where they kind of kick stones until they get to leave immediately because of that that's that's true but the way they the way that they can fix that is just you know you just send Ben Stone Ben Simmons to the shadow realm right you just shadow realm that dude so that they can't do it Effectively, you know, Ben Simmons is in mediation at the moment to work out if he's going to get his pay. The only reason why Ben Simmons worked is because he gets half his salary up front before the season happens. So he got, you know, 15 mil before the season started. The difference for these guys is that they sign 18 months in advance, it feels like, and then, you know, the sand shifts underneath and then they're trying to get out of it, and all these player agents are just then scrambling to then move these guys to a different club and just, you know, shuffle the deck chairs again, you know? It's just, it's just bonkers. I don't, they've just got and it's hard. It's it's hard to trust their intent, isn't it, Nick? Like, I just, I don't know. It, it's it, not I, the player's or, fault. It's a system that's letting them down. It's easy to fix. It's like, if you sign with another club, you go to another club. That's it. And the real the real problem actually is the, um, the, the players are the problem. I'm, I'm wrong, actually, because... Um, I was listening. Did you guys watch 100% Footy with uh, Christian Welsh? Yep. Yeah, how he, how Phil Gould broached a draft and he went all, you know, all leader of the association, all blah, 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 we wouldn't want a draft and all that sort of stuff. It's like, of course, they they won't give up their rights in order to negotiate contracts that well, far in advance, you the, know, the, without... The, the issue with, you with dang, draft... you got to dangle a carrot. Well, the issue is with draft, you need an independent pipeline. Like, it drafts work for codes. We got these guys coming through independently, whereas, like, a system like the Panthers where they're bringing up their own juniors, right? Why would you do that if you lose them all to the draft straight after? You'd, you'd cut them loose. No, well, I, I, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm not talking about the draft. I'm just saying unions, they don't give up power and rights. Like, what I'm saying at the moment is that um, them being able to negotiate contracts 18 months in advance is seen as a, a good thing for them, right? Because they then get to like sort their life out and guarantee money earlier for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. So these guys can sign multi-million dollar contracts in the future to guarantee oh. more future earnings. You oh, know? Look, look, a trade window, one mid-season, look, and then at the end look, of the year we sign next year's contracts. Look that at Cam McInnes, you know? he That's a classic example. He got offered the boat. I don't know, what's he on at the Sharks, Mitch? Probably six, 700K? Who's that? Cam McInnes. Cam McInnes? Because he signed with the Sharks early. He then blew out his ACL yep. in this preseason for the Dragons, but then he had all that guaranteed money at the Sharks. Now, if that didn't ha- if he's then signed the contract later that season, he probably wouldn't have got the same money, would he? No. 
No way. So, like, so, you'd evaluate so, him, you'd probably knock him down at least 100k. At least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might make give him less years, right? Yeah. Probably so, cut the so, years in half and give him 100k less. Uh, you got to give him a pay rise or something like that or increase their post-game benefits in order to get rid of it. But, no, I don't see them... The, the player union giving up on those kinds of rights because as, as, as I'm well, trying to say and, it's and they're the product at the end of the day everyone else right is paid for by these players Peter Valandis and everyone else makes their wage to the fact that these guys play that's true but we pay them by watching it so if we're not enjoying the spectacle because guys are signing 10 years in advance then they've got nothing they make nothing they're back to work on normal CV duties like we do so you know if the the game and the enjoyment of the game is barracking for a team and if half your team's not going to be on your team next year and you know it midway through the season it just takes the gloss off it like yeah. we should not be talking about Isaiah Papali with six rounds to go backflipping on a deal that's going to happen next year it's ridiculous that's true yeah the, the Tigers and the Bulldogs situation has really made a whole mockery of the system hasn't it because well, they've had huge player churn and they've also had their coaches churned so it's just uh, well it's also oh, a oh, teaching lesson for these gross. clubs is it not it's basically saying that like you know you put in these coaches you get them to turn things around when they find players who actually want to play there right stop mucking around with the coaches maybe it's not the coaches who are always the problem except for you you know, Mr. Newcastle Knights. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Adam O'Brien. That, that Newcastle Knights team is, is 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 they have all the talent. They really do. And you got to feel bad for Newcastle because they had a packed out stadium for that game and they still didn't win. It's like, oh, dude, can you imagine? Uh, Nick, they look what bad. The Cogra at the fans would be. Would you? Can you imagine what the Cogra fans would be like if they all rocked up and saw that sort of showing? It would be carnage. Yeah, they, yeah they'd be um. Throwing, they'd boo them off the field. field. Yeah, they would, I know they would. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Seen it happen. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, the, the the other problem is is that the um, the Rabbitohs looked bad for half that game. Like early on, I thought the Knights are in with a chance here, and then they just let them back in. So he's... they shut the bed and cost me a sandwich. That's they did. <laughs> Thank you very much. I will be collecting this Saturday. Next yeah, next Huxley's. Oh, it, it'll be this Sunday, mate. Because Sunday. So, uh, there's a couple of great games. Anyway, we'll get to those. So let's get into the things that we got wrong this week. So look, me, I'm paying for only having three players this round. I'm down 2,000 ranks, but I, I made a conscious decision. <laughs> such a nugget. You're such a nugget. No, I made a conscious decision. Man. I seriously, I sat there no. and I'm going, I'm going to pay for this, but I'm pivoting to head-to-head. I'm going to save my trades. You just like drinking out tears, you jerk. I, I, I'm going to save my <laughs> trades for the finals. I'm going to come in there and I'm going to roll you all with DC, uh, Murray, iPappy. I've worked out I can get four trades. I can get three or those three in. Yeah, That's right. I missed a 3,000 rank. Okay, whatever. Um, I um, Last week, uh, the questions put to us about whether Mitch Moses or Frisell would average more for the rest of the league. Uh, season. So Mitch Moses is already ahead with a 79 versus Frizzell put in a 42. So I got that pretty, pretty and wrong. And Frizzell got like a 40 meter line break as well. To, to be fair, Moses was playing the ultimate flat track bully team. We have said he's a flat track bully. Mm. It'll be all good, Dick. We'll, we'll be proven right in the long run. Give it a few more weeks. Yeah, oh, fingers crossed, mate. Uh, I've got a lot banked on Frizzell. So what'd you get wrong, mate? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I forgot to name a captain for the second time this season. So, isn't that full on you twice? Because all you had to do is click like it's a button. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's I don't know. It 
Uh, I do know. I got nothing. Click it, choose a captain. What do we say? I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Oh, let's. embarrassing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the week 18 games now that we're half an hour in and most of our podcast audience has left. Uh, so week 18, guys, uh, we have the Cowboys versus the Sharks, which if you would have said that the Cowboys had more players than anyone else in their origin teams, uh, you know, I would have laughed pretty loud. But yeah, they currently do, as many as the Panthers do. So that's crazy. So, But anyway, they're having a backup on Friday night, 6 p.m. Uh, Nick, what's happening with their team? Uh, Tom Dearden and Tom Gilbert are named, but Valentine Holmes and Jeremiah Nano are not. So Murray Tualangi, who's got COVID, and Jordan McLean with his hamstring, as we mentioned earlier, are also out. Brendan Elliott replaces Tualangi on the left wing, and Jermaine Tualangi-Brown fills in for McLean. Uh, Cohen Hess is also back and fills the other uh, prop position up front. Uh, Connolly Lebuelu, uh, he returns to the back row. So it's looking like a pretty strong side, don't you think, guys? Yeah, I'll it look- is. It is now. Now that we know they're good. <laughs> oh, look, Brendan Elliott's a first grade player. He played first grade for Manly, so he's a good fill in. Uh, Cowboys have added a fair bit of good depth to their team, which helps for games like this. Yeah, they're all they're all first graders, aren't they? That's it. I'm not looking at these guys and going, "Who the hell are they?" You got Luciano and Lua on the bench. That's filth. It's right? good. Benny Hampton, we know, can play. Griffin Neem, he's looked good, actually. Mm. Now, look, you, you go a little bit further down their bench, you're like, who's Tom Chester? <laughs> but anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay, Mitch Sharkies. The sharks. Uh, so, Nicholas Hines and Toby Rudolph, both uh, COVID, are back. Squeezing Trindle out of the 17 and David Fafita. No, a- Andrew Fafita, Andrew sorry. Fafita, sorry, to the bench. Britain Nakora suspension paves the way for Teague Wilton to start in the second row. Sorry, mate, my write-up was Ooh. pretty bad there. Uh, all good. What's Nakora suspended for? Uh, he... Oh, I... The short judge? Yeah, there was a high contact. A high, okay. Yes, sorry, sweet. I... What? I'll kick, I'll kick us off, guys. Um, Jesse Ramian, 594K. He uh, bagged the Hattie, so he's got a low uh, break-even of 22. So at this stage, he's looking like a keeper centre option, I think, uh, with the Sharks having the best run home in the last five games of the season. So if for some reason um, you need Burton as your gun half, so if you don't want to play him in centres, I've got no problem with Ramian being your man to bring him in. So he's got three tries and eight tackle busts for 76 this week, and he scored 50 the week before against the Bulldogs. <laughs> I, I think he's a pretty solid buy. Um, he's on the upswing. I know he's, he's not cheap, but I think he's looking the goods um, for sure a good is. run home. Any, uh, what do you think, Stu? Uh, he, look, mate, I called it last week when I had him in there, and I said, look, he's a real gun. Like, I just I don't need a centre. But... I was like, geez, he looks really good and he definitely looks good now, especially with other guys like Campbell Graham going down. And yes, you might need to move Burton to your halves. Uh, the other good news about him is that, like, after, yeah, you're right about that run home. So the next three are uh, Cowboys without part of their team out wide. So he's running against a new edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then against the Panthers. Okay, yeah, that's not great. And then the Rabbitohs. And uh, then that last five is Dragons, Tigers. Seagulls, Bulldogs, Knights. That's juicy. That is so juicy. <laughs> He's going to get some tries. <laughs> yeah, and they've just got a really nice combination on the edge too. Um, so kicking on, guys, to 
uh, Blake Braley and Reese Robson. Um, you should pick them both up. Nah, just kidding. Don't bother with either of them. And go grab Harry Grant. So Cheese is, is suspended for three weeks. Find the extra uh, 71K in uh, Blake Braley's uh, case, or you can save 51K in Reese Robson's case and go get Harry Grant. Okay, so don't bother. Just get Grant. Mm. Any any objection, Mitch? No objection, mate. Get Grant because cheese is stinky. That's <laughs> it. Is that your is that your one trade of the week? Uh, cheese to Grant. I don't know. I can't afford that. I don't think times are bad. <laughs> cheese really stuffed me up. So many people have stuffed me up, and at the moment, cheese is in my sight. I might do cheese to Latrell. To be honest, that's a good cost call. of living means you can't afford Grant, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Stu? Oh, look, just a real quick one. Luciano Leilua, 491k. Ooh. So, Chuck a star. He's named on the bench, but he's a possibly like he's, he's dropping coin quickly. He started off at 700k. So, we know that he's a weapon. So, if he gets a starting spot due to former injuries, like we really want to know about it. So, I'm going to keep... I'm putting, I literally put a star on him today. Uh, otherwise, just chuck a star on him for next season because uh, his average is absolutely tanking at the moment coming off the bench and you're going to pick up a play with 12 to 25 points of upside next season because uh, Tom Gilbert's off to the Dolphins so yeah that's it for me so look there's really not much in this one unfortunately guys because we've talked through most other players uh, oh the, the other one for this one is that um, I'm just I'm, oh CSC for Talakai for the Sharkies He's named at 21 to back up. So it looks he's in reserves, but he's likely a late entry into that team. So I guess if you're a Talakai owner, guys, what are we doing with Talakai? Why do you still own Talakai would be my my question. Um, he's still one of the top five or six uh, centers around. Like, there's not many. Like, okay, you got If you Bert- believe in him, hold on to him, right? Or with this run, you would. That's 100%. what I'm saying. It's like, how are we feeling about Talakai? Because I'm, he's he's dropped in price a lot, right? And okay, so you got Burton and you got Aiken and you got Manu. Those three up there. Assuming you've only got one or two of those, who could your third one be? He's DPP, plays second row. And we talked about the he's soft. He's 543k. That is, that is yeah. a bit spicy. Okay. Well, and we'll see how maybe... he goes this week. He's got a break even at 38. So yeah, I'm thinking about chucking a star on him, seeing maybe pick him up after the Panthers because they're fantasy death. Who do we like better though? Talakai or Ramian? I suppose Ramian's probably safer. Talakai's got the bigger ceiling. Yeah, for sure. They, ta- both, they both have ridiculous ceilings. They both have ridiculous ceilings. And ta- but Talakai's got a very good base as well. Like yeah, in a couple of games where they're getting towed up, he's still getting 40s at the center just because he just mm. runs at the half and pushes them. Mm. Tackle break. There you go. I like Talakai at 540. That, that is pretty juicy. I'll have to think about that. Exactly. So I, I, I was thinking that maybe he's a good guy to pencil in as like one of those, um, you know, you trade up, trade down options. You trade down to Talakai, mm. especially if he drops to around 500 uh, after the games versus the Cowboys and the Panthers. 100%. All right. So what have we got for this one? I have the Sharks by 16 in this one. I reckon that the Cowboys, they're just a bit short on firepower. Uh, how about you, Mitch? I got the Cowboys by four. They're at home. Excellent. And they've surprised us all year. They have surprised us all year. And uh, that's true. It, when you got there after coming in Sydney, I'm guessing 
a 20 degree difference does make a big <laughs> big change and it's at uh it's at 6 p.m so it could, could still have a little bit of spice in that weather uh nick what have you got darkies by six mate excellent look i guess the the margin may even depend on just how well nico hines comes back from covid so you know if he comes back 100 percent, he could put on a bit of a bit of a class but you never know he could be uh could, mm. be, could be a bit short anyway let's move to the friday night game uh the second one we have the eels uh versus the warriors so combank mitch what's happening with the eels so the Eels, we've got Junior Polo is poised to back up after the Origin Decider. Uh, Murata Nikokore switches to Locke and Makeshi Makoda to the bench. Jacob Arthur replaces Tom Opacek on the bench. And Ryan Madison is still not to be seen with that rib cartilage injury. So as we said, one to three weeks, he was initially named and then a late withdrawal. So uh, we said to sell Madison and that pretty much continues to stand, right? <laughs> And Nathan Brown banished back to the shadow realm uh, at 20. So good luck to you, mate. Enjoy playing for Play more? The, playing for the cutters. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Nick, what's happening with the Warriors? A few changes. D, uh, DWZ is out with COVID, as we mentioned. Ron Volkman's out with that mysterious virus. Oh, and the one um, game I needed him for to replace Cleary, he's out with a virus. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, Bailey Sirenin with the eye, he's he's not in the side either. So, Reese Walsh and Jack Murchie return after missing round 16. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita switches to the halves to cover for, uh, Ronald Volkman. Bailey Sirenin falls off the bench and Ed- Edward Cozy uh, replaces uh, DWZ on yeah. the wing. And Cozy's the guy who got axed after he, he gave up on that uh, try for Xavier Coates. Remember Coates uh, in that shellacking that the Storm gave the Warriors? He scored like that long-range try. He ran after the kick, ran down the ball. Yeah, Cozy's the guy who gave up on that play, so that's why he got axed. So it's, what, 10 weeks ten weeks out, he finally gets another start. All right. Uh, yeah, a bit of a gross one there. Look, you mentioned Reese Walsh, Nick. What's happening with him? He's uh, 542k, guys. His three-game average is 52. So I'm saying Walsh is back, baby. So if you are smart to keep your powder dry and not get Pappenhausen like me, then I think Walsh could be a light version of Paps for the run home. So he's obviously a dynamic ball runner, kicks goals, um, you know, electric kind of guy. I've got a soft buy on him um, if you don't really want to go to that premium price. I know there's a few fullbacks we'll talk about tonight. Um, Read money, guys. Just start with Walsh, Nick. Are you worried about the run home, given it was, what, the hardest one? Mate, it's brutal. It is a brutal run oh. home. And I, I think that's kind of offset by them having a home ground again. I would be more worried uh, if they were still in the Sunshine Coast or wherever the hell they've been. So does that make sense? Um, uh, it I does, ex- bit- except their run home, right? Their, their run home. So this is at Bank West, right? They're facing Raiders at GIO. Uh, they're facing the Storm at, I want to say, Melbourne Storm uh, down in Melbourne. Um, Marvel Stadium that's it the Rabbitohs at home they have the Bulldogs uh, away then they have uh, Cowboys in North Queensland they got the Panthers oh. at Panther Stadium round 24 and then they got the Titans I believe at home okay they're bothered with Reese Walsh okay guys Reed Marnie 649k 
So he's been bagged left, right, and center in uh, fantasy terms. But guys, I'm just going to remind you, he averaged 59.1 last year. Okay? He's, he's down to about 48, 49 this year. Just to give you a breakdown of where he's gone down, so his base is down by two points. That's a good thing, okay? So his base is still there. Um, it's just his attacking that's down by five and a half points, and his negatives are up by three and a half. So that's why he's 11 points down. Therefore, it's not like his base has fallen off a cliff. So the good stuff is that we just need to see more of the great stuff. If the Eels sort of put it together a little bit, which they should technically be doing in the back half of the season, I don't see why Marnie's getting crapped on no. um, like he is, I guess. Stu? I totally agree. I think that Reed Marnie still has a lot to offer. Uh, he's one of those guys who has one of the highest ceilings for hooker. Uh, not as quite as high as Hook uh, Cook this year, but still quite a good one. And even his bad games, it's like, oh, 48, 42, 45, 47 are his last four. Yes, you're not amazed by it, but you're not sitting here banging your head in frustration either. But if his base was down, I would be, like, really worried if his minutes and base were down. But it's not. So it's like, well, it should correct itself to the mean um, where he should, you know, tidy up his negatives and... He's obviously going to pop off for their attacking game every now and then. So I only see upside particularly. And at 650 k I think is a great price. Yeah. Um, the last one, guys, Sean Lane uh, put up his works, worst score the last six weeks for the 38. So sorry for the recommendation last week if anyone jumped on. He should come good for you, I guess. I uh, hope whoever decided to take that advice. Stu, what have you got, mate? Oh, look, just a couple of real no-brainers. So one I wanted to talk about is Isaiah Papali's down to 678K. So 67.67 break-even. Now, I reckon he's he's close to bottom out because he had those few games at lock. He's back on an edge. So he got 67 points last week. He's got a 67 break-even. So he's close to bottom out. So you're getting a 150K discount on peak Papali. So when you're getting a 20k discount, as if you got him at the start of the year, you're just down like yep. 900 or the thousand points that he's scored since the beginning of the year. <laughs> the thousand points. Anyway, he's beast. Yeah, he's is. So I've got a strong, strong, strong buy rating on him. You can wait until next week because his break even is still 67. So he'll stay around that price. Even if he cracks out an 80, he won't move too much too quickly. But very soon, make sure you have some cash in the bank. The other one. And I wanted uh, your guys' opinion on this. So Tohu Harris, 623K, 38 break-even. He's named it prop this week. So uh, they've uh, swapped him and... Uh, who have they swapped him for? Uh, Jazz Tavanga around. So it looks like here... I, I guess my question is, what do you reckon that they're going to do with Tohu? Do you reckon he's just going to play less minutes or do you reckon that he'll shift to the middle when Bunty Alfawa comes on as a middle. Nick? Oh, I, I honestly am not sure. What do you think, Rich? I, I think he'll play the big minutes and he'll move around once Bunty comes on. I think he's just trying to fill a void because they want to continue to play uh, Aiken at second row and the only way that they can really do that with the way the team is built is to have Tau in that prop and then just play around with his position as the game goes on Stu I think you hit the nail on the head and I thought last game as we sort of said after sort of those three to four weeks he did start to pass the eye test and look like normal Toto so 
you know, I certainly think he's a buy. I've said he was a buy pretty much from second or third week, third week on return from ACL. So if you're a believer, um, I think he's worth having there. And in some ways, perhaps he might play like a Joey Tarpany role where he cracks out good points. So yep. big minutes up front and he can do it. So That's true. Well, look, I'll be watching this game real closely because I want to see whether Tohu's a final team keeper. So he's, he's kind of on that cusp at the moment because he did crack out a really good game the other day, but he's had a few bad weeks. So let's check him out. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, you know, we talk about Ronald Volkman. He's still a great cash down target, but he's not frigging playing. He was my Nathan Cleary backup. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I've got the Eels winning this one by seven. It's probably going to be 37, but, you know, I was trying to be nice. Mitch, what have you got? Eels have to get it done handle in this game or they continue to prove that they're stinky like I said all year so I'll say Eels by 18 but boys if you don't if they don't win by at least 10 that, that stinky tag is unshakable that's true it's a big concern for their premiership credentials uh, Nick Eels by 12 mate excellent so I think they just beat the stink kind of like uh, you know when you beat the smell of a fart out the door alright moving <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of things that stink, we have the Dragons playing the Roosters. <laughs> Central Coast Stadium up in Gosford. Oh, my God. So Dragons put, are at put, 275. What's going on there? Uh, well, that's, 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 that, Roosters are $1.45. That's worth 100 bucks. That's worth well, $1,000. Uh, uh, this game, the Roosters, obviously, think it's bad enough. They've taken it out of town. So that the uh, the novelty might bring in the people from the Central Coast into watch it at uh, Gosford. Anyway, uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Roosters, mate? Uh, Teddy Moo and uh, Daniel Tupo and Angus Crichton are set to back up after the Origin finale. Uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves, King of the Flogs, is named on the bench after time off due to a hamstring injury. And Matt Lyle. Lodge, you know, is the vice captain of the flog team, is named in the reserves. So, um, he actually Roosters. made a flog team pre season, he was our vice captain. Yeah, so the Roosters' debut isn't likely to arrive this week. Is there a chance that the Dragons may have less sin bins than the opposition this week? Is this going to happen for once, or it's oh, a good, you've got yeah. Victor Adley, Warrior Hargraves, and potentially Matt Lodge. It could be a sin bin a thon. And, and, and uh, <laughs> Tarek Sims has the week off to go shine uh, his boots. Imagine if you had Jaden Sewer, Tarek Sims, and bloody Josh McGuire. Josh McGuire. <laughs> 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 My goodness. Oh, Excellent. Okay, so uh, Nick, Dragons, what's doing? Oh, they stink, don't they? Uh, Ravalawa's out with the hammy. Tarek Sims is out with suspension. Uh, Tatamog is in. Jack DeBellin's in to their respective positions. Arrowwood joins the bench. And Ben Hunt is sent to back up after Origin. So, pretty stable type of team. Um, I personally prefer Jack DeBellin off the bench last week. but He did um, look good. He, he looked really good running to the line. He's looked better. I've said that for last month. Jack DeBellin has looked better. He, he looks think, lost he looks at the same time, though. He looks a bit lost, don't you think? Just a bit. I, I think I that's Hook's I, coaching yeah. style, though. I was going to say, I think that's more on Hook. DeBellin looks up to speed now as far as his uh, intangibles and uh, ability goes. But I think, you know, St. George does have another stinky coach. So I just feel like DeBellin wants to keep passing the ball. It's like, run the frigging ball. When, you, when like, you're six foot three and 110 kilos, it's a pretty obvious decision, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't yeah, just, run enough. Yeah. 
yeah, just stop. Run people looking. over, dude. Yeah, stop running, looking out the back. Just yeah. Anyway, it'll, he, it'll be he'd good do for well to watch from. He'd do well to watch some Glenn Stewart uh, footage. Glenn Stewart was a run first uh, lock, and he he just had the pass on every every now and then, and he was freaking deadly. Absolutely was deadly. I, yo. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that sort of style would be great, hundred percent. Um, yeah. I'll kick us off again, Joe Marnie, guys, seven hundred seventeen k, forty seven break even. So three games in his career, he's at five eight. He's averaging fifty seven point seven. It's filth, eh? Disgusting. Um, which gives him a price target of eight hundred eight k. So that's. Pr- that's pretty ludicrous. Um, do we need to consider bringing him now? Um, I'll point that at Stu. Do you, would you think, I know you got him, but to uh, those look, who I, don't have him... Yeah, look, I the, the issue for me is that Luke Curie's got to come back at some point, right? If they're serious about Does the he? season. Does he? Well, he, Does started he? Training, I, I, this, he started training again. Why, why have Curie and Walker? That's like having two of the same players in the half because they're Manu paying actually it. gives you the option to run because the oh, it's end... a Spider-Man meme <laughs> it, 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 it's two million <laughs> because they're paying him close to a million bucks a year it's on like 850, 900k you can't not play him that's like and... what's happening in the Tigers with Luke Brooks how's that working for him that's true but at this at this point they're just saying look Manu I reckon his best, best position is fullback or 5'8 uh, in that running style, backing up the ball throughout the middle, so it's like it's like a diet coke Jack White, and and you've got Sam Walker, who's an excellent ball player. It gives him so many more options. They looked a lot better, actually. And uh, you know, what? I, I wouldn't call him diet coke Jack White, and I call him like you know Pepsi Jack White. It's just a different version of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that analogy better. Yep, yeah. yep, I can, I can. Yeah, that. you're running like two fullbacks, aren't you? Mm. Really, oh, bro, it's filth up the middle. It's absolute filth. The dragons are going to get absolutely towed here. I'm telling you right now. Like, I, and it straight it straightens them up as well, rather than like this stupid out of the back stuff. They kept going to the edge, kept going to the edge, and like, I don't know, knocking it on or, you know, balls hitting the ground and stuff like that. You, trying to get to the edge. Yeah, so when quick, they had both Morris brothers out the on the edge, they had all that skill and talent on the, on the edge to push those balls wide and play in like that three inches on the sideline. But yeah, it's yeah. Obviously, they've worked out. Maybe that doesn't work for us anymore. Well, and that's it. You've got Manu and bloody Teddy running up the middle with a quick play of the ball. Man, this would be the last week to get on Manu because I reckon he could crack out 80 against St. George. Uh, seven, look, it's here's the point. issue. He's 717k, guys. Like, for, a, for a, a guy who could go wrong. back to centre. Is he the turbo of last year? No. This year? Or not, not with that job security. If he... If he if, if Kiri takes another head knock, he might be. Yes. If if they said Kiri is going to rest out the rest of the season, Joey Manu is a buy. Until then, you can't play him. On the plus side, Drew Hutchinson has moved to 18th man, which means that they have confidence that Joey Manu can kick the ball. So if something happens to Sam Walker, because there's no one else who can play half in this team. Like Connor Watson mm. can do a little bit, but that's it. Mm. So, so, so in terms of other alternatives out there, Paps and the Storm are not performing well. So I would be, I'm strongly considering bringing in Manu as a final wing fullback. Um, as he's playing the 5'8", we have no idea when Kiri will be back. I know he's back at training, but really, what does that even mean? Uh, with with Robert, Robert, even, 
And Robbo even said himself that they'll use Manu like they do Turbo. I mean, he's going to get plenty of ball and the authority play it how he sees, which is just lean straight into his strength. So what's he priced at 717? Because if he's priced much more than 48, right? I wouldn't buy him. Because if you look at his early season scores, when he was at centre, right? 34, 22, 38, 58, 63... 25. It's close to 51. 51.2. Yeah. What's so, the run home like Ooh. for the Roosters? So having a look at the here, I've got it, is the last... So Dragons, Knights, Seagulls. There you go. But then we have... So then we got Broncos, Cowboys, and still... Tigers all at home. I, I lo- That's a good run. And then the last two is Storm Rabbitohs. I don't love that. No. So, and his average against these teams, right, is somewhere between... It's, he doesn't average over 45 against any of these teams. And He's a um, middling, um, middle strength of schedule overall. So, yeah. it's not like super easy. It's not hard to sort of... Yeah, look, again, if he's playing 5'8", he's definitely worth a look. But for 717k, it feels... I, I'd be worried. Would you pick him it's over juicy. Latrell it's- at 550 well, yes. this, this is it. We'll, 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 Manu's we'll, going to get there involved. Are, there are heaps of options. Or Ponga at 490. Option. Kicking no, do, there we, we go. Don't touch Ponga. That's a mistake. No, <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm just saying. For Adam Trevor O'Brien, Kenners, that's all I'll say. Yeah, that's we, true. We might need to... We'll have a fullback symposium at the end, potentially. Yep. Yeah, that's um, true. Tokiaho, guys. 729k. He scored a 85 this week. Uh, this week? No, didn't they have the buy this week? We must have been the week before. Uh, his break even is 27. His last three average guys, the only reason why I'm bringing him up, 67.7, which is just awesome. I think it's like fourth in the league at the moment. Um, in his final season, the NRL is just absolutely vintage Tokiaho. Um, I think he's uh, too low down in the pecking order of final keepers. Roosters have the forwards coming back from injury and Lodge is on the books now, so just avoid him. It's just really paying homage to Tokiaho. Um, Stu, Sammy Walker, mate, what do you think? Yeah, look... I just was having a look through this team and the other winner if uh, of the issues with the halves, Sammy Walker's at 506k. So a lot of people will be looking for a half this week with Nathan Cleary and possibly, you know, Ben Hunt, Daly, Cherry Evans, like these guys taking a hit. So Sam Walker's at 506k, 36 break even. So Cleary injured, Walker really taking on the seven role overall, even if Cleary is playing. Uh and he's got the goal kicking and he's doing a bit better at it. Are we looking at it, like, how are we feeling about Walker? I, I reckon he's like one of those sneaky, like, bench bench players you could bring in there. It really depends again, is Kiri coming back, right? I'm just having a look. His average with Luke Kiri is 38. His average without Luke Kiri is 39.5. Wait, give me a sec. Let me. I'm just going to cut out some noise out of that. Give me a sec. Yeah. His average without Luke Carey is 42, so it's not. It's not much better. It's 38 versus 42, so I'm not. You're not looking through. Overly... Yeah, I, nah. I'm just. I'm just thinking that he'll do all the kicking, right? Versus the teams coming up, he'll do the goal kicking as well, and they're looking to push the eight. I reckon there might be some. Well, movement that's there. a good point because you've got to remember last year Walker was playing with Hutchison and Lamb, who could both do all that. 
this time he's playing with Manu, mm. who's going to be pretty well a ball runner. So, you know, Manu's going to be kind of like a moan, whereas Walker will be more like Hunt. He's going to do almost all... He's all going to drink a lot of that milkshake. Yeah. Mm. So who yeah. else is doing looking, the kicking? Like, like Manu's going to be the last... There's no fullback. Teddy's not kicking. They don't trust him. He's He's banned. After the number of crack kicks he's done, he looks so awkward trying to kick it. It's like uh, <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's always trying to kick it with the wrong foot. Whatever foot he's kicking, and you got Connor. Oh. Like like I'm looking at the rest of this team. Who can kick? Like uh, I guess Con- no, I don't trust Connor Watson. Mommy, I get Taki. I had to do it. I don't know. Um, uh, just looking at um, last couple of games for Walker, he kicked five forty nine kick meters last. Last game against the Panthers, and two seventy-five kick meters the week before. So, look, Stu, I think you may have uh, talked me slightly into it. It's just that five hundred k price. It's just a bit awkward, isn't it? Oh, it is. He's just he's just the cheapest. He's the cheapest viable half. I was looking through you're, the halves. You're I'm like, really how far rolling the... on. Uh, you're really rolling on Walker not uh, Kiri not coming back. Oh, there. Same with Joey Manu, aren't you? You're paying two hundred k more. Well, exactly right. To your point, though. Yeah. Exactly. So, again, I wouldn't pick Sam Walker as my starting half, but as a guy on the bench somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. For 50K more, would you pick up Cody Walker? Nope. Okay. The world's cool. saltiest man? I would not. <laughs> okay. I've got the Roosters by four. What do you have, Mitch? I got the Roosters by four T. Ooh. Um, I'll do it's one of my normal ones. I'll do the Roosters by six for every uh, Origin player who backs up. Oh, I like that. You know how close you were with the Panthers when the when you did that, mate. I think you were like four points out. I was. Oh, it's. I tell you now, each one of those players, Tedesco is probably worth more than six by himself, but he's really he's worth at least six, right? Yeah. And and they have to back up. They have got to make the eight. So the bookies should publish that. They should publish what the line value for each player is. They should. Uh, or at least an estimate. That's it. Angus Crichton's worth six because he's so damaging on a wing, uh, so, like on an edge. And two proofs yeah. worth six simply do the fact that he'll um, he'll save you a try, and he'll get you plenty of meters out of coverage. Mm. And he's a great guy at the end of a ball. Anyway, otherwise they're playing Kevin Nagama. Good luck. Um, Is Lindsay Collins not playing Origin? <sighs> he's not named. He's not named for Origin, is he? Or is he? I want to see. Because he's in the starting side here, but. Uh, I'll be honest with you, mate. My write-up today was very rushed. Yeah, doesn't matter. Look, if Lindsay Collins is backing up, another six points. There you go. That's huge. They got uh, sneaky a lot of um, players, don't they? They do, and so not not as many as in previous years, but they're, they're still looking pretty good. Uh, okay, moving on, we have the second game for Saturday, which is the Seagulls versus the Knights. Yay! Uh, that this is the time to go have your barbecue cookie dinner so uh look the seagulls are completely unchanged daily chairman's and jake travoyevich named to back up after origin so mitch what is happening with the knights so for the knights we have uh kaylin ponga and jacob saifidi and dane gaga are in line to back up from origin uh, Gaga replaces Bradman Best and Ponga nudges Tex Hoy out of the side yeah. by the skin of his teeth. Excellent. All right. Look, I'll kick us off real quick. Um, Sean Kepi, he just caught my eye today because he's the starting prop. 
uh, for the Seagulls there. He's 253k. He's DPP, middle edge. He's a fully a like a cash down, cash out style target. But I was looking at today at players, right? Like people would be picking these 220k guys who might not play again. And whereas at least Sean Kepi, like, you know, he'll if you got a cash down, at least he's playing the game. So you've got a chance of picking up a score if you absolutely have to. Uh, the other guy is Chris Randall. So he has been shifted all the way. Uh, what position have they thrown him out to? Like somewhere way down the rest. He's 19th man. Yeah, 19, yeah. And look, Leah Thompson's also been yeeted to the Shadow Realm at 18th man. So... see you, mine. That's it. Brody Jones finally cracks back into the 17 over there. So I guess uh, for us, what that really means is... Uh, yeah, for the 16% of owners out there, Chris Randall, time to sell. Uh, how much is Chris Randall worth at the moment? You haven't got that up? No. Nope. About 600k or so? 578. 578. That's a really so ugly spot. You're hoping he's your second hooker, don't you? Definitely. Yeah, just flog him. Yep, exactly. Just sell him to someone. It doesn't really matter who. All right, Nick, you've got quite a few players for this one. Uh, how about, look, we talked about Pong before. What's happening with him? Uh, 490k, as Jim mentioned, he's got a break even of 42. So his last stat line, guys, one try save, mm. three goals, two try assists, one line break and one line break assist, seven tackle busts. So that's looking like a Ponga-esque type of stat line that we've come to, to know and love about him. Uh, he looked better and the Knights are healthier. So... Just look at the team. Like, if, once your bench starts to look good, you know your team's really starting to fill out. And that's what's happening with the Knights now. They have a soft run home, as I mentioned, and it makes him uh, very intriguing. So if you aren't as keen on Walsh because their strength of schedule, uh, we've just banished Reese Walsh, as Stu mentioned, uh, for that reason. Would you be keen on Ponga? 3% ownership in the top 5,000. So he's actually a massive pod. Um, despite his popularity with the ladies. So, um, would he tempt you, Stu, at all? 490k? At that price, he does. A sub 500k, Bitch. he's one of those, you're trading someone up. So, you've got two 650k players or, you know, guys like this. You trade one down to a ponga and you trade one up to, like, a full starter. So, as you, like, bench fourth ring fullback, ponga looks okay there. And we know... As much as it was against the Dragons, he does have a century in him. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Nick. I could turn Karaz into Ponga for free. 2K. I actually make 2K doing that. Or Karaz like to Ponga, it. rather. You do it. I, like I could. It. I could. I could do it right now. Karaz to Ponga. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good thing. If you look at cashing out Ezra Mam as well, um, you wouldn't need too much to top him up there. Um, Savvy Savage, I know he's got a bit more cash to make, but I'm just thinking about those sort of mid-range... Cashies and might have cashed out. You know, you could swing him to a really high risk, high reward play in Ponga potentially. Cool. Yeah. Well, DC, definitely if you're DC. playing guys like Karaz, right? If you're actually playing them in your 17, which Pong, I am, Ponga's probably a stronger choice there. He'll get more yep. ball, and the attack, if they're going to win, flows through him. Adam O'Brien job flows through him. Five years, million dollars. <laughs> he has to work. The coach has to make. You got Joey Johns and you got Adam O'Brien sitting there going, "How do we make Kalen Ponga work? Because he's worth a million dollars." Anyway, that's just something to think about. 
uh, DCE guys, uh, pretty much 800k with a 49 break even. We've run the numbers. The Seagulls have a soft as a baby's bottom run home. And DCE should be tearing it up. Uh, games towards the back end of the season mean more for the Seagulls. As they tend to build through the year. So he's got 77 and 17 in his last couple of games. Don't overthink it and don't settle for Hughes or Dylan Brown. Or Mitch Moses, get him in. Um, I'm bringing in DC this week for this mm. reason. I just think he's he's at a good price. You're not paying a premium, but you're not getting him a bargain. You're paying a fair price for an absolute keeper. Um, any any uh, objections, Mitch? Oh, if I could get him in, I would. No objections. He's a stud. He's been good all year. Yeah, I yeah, just want to really... see him back up from origin. That's it. 49 yeah. break even. That's... Just, just wait for the game time. I say he would, right? He's that kind of player. He, he's he he's likes a, to back, especially if they terrible. lose. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, he does. No, he does. True. He does. He does. He's notorious for that. Okay, guys. Uh, my last one, Tyson Frizzell. Um, he's six hundred and eight k. He's getting pretty cheap, uh, considering I sort of value him in that mid seven hundreds. And the Knights have a solid run home, as I mentioned. Knights showed some signs against the Bunnies. And so did Frizzell running some really nice holes to no avail. Uh, he went close to a try or two um, down his edge. Um, I know he's not the left-handed uh, back rower, but um, whenever they go right, he's he's looked quite dangerous, I've felt, in that 20-meter zone and should get some attacking sats. But um, if you wanted to pick him up, I wouldn't have any complaints at this price. So um, other than that, guys, do, I've got a uh, mainly... Sorry, I, I was just going to say for Tyson Frizzell, two two points here. One, next rounds you'll have David Fafita somewhere close to the same value. Would you be more interested in David Fafita or Tyson Frizzell? Because Tyson's not going to pass that sixty-one break even by much, so he'll be worth around the same. So I'd want to see a good week or two from David Fafita, but I know Tyson Frizzell's going to rock up and play eighty minutes. Do oh, you know what I mean? Fair enough. And are we sure he's going to play eighty minutes? I'm looking at this bench, right? Brody Jones, he's an edge specialist. Or do you reckon yep. that? Um, I'm looking at the other edge. Or do you reckon Mitch Barnett gets a spell or shuffles around? Yeah, I'd say so. Brody Jones played on the left side typically from memory. He did. Though that was due to injury so, as well on that edge. But yes, I, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I agree, but I sort of like security and I think Frizzell just offers a bit more security um, at a really good price, you know. Ah, for fair um, enough. I, I just want to throw it out there. So, yeah, so, agreed. So, yeah. look, we've obviously got the Knights winning this one. So, just by how much? Nah, Nick? Oh, the Knights by negative six. Excellent, Mitch. Knights by negative 14. Yeah, I've got the Knights by negative 25. I reckon the Knights are going to get off the I can see that. Oh, I reckon it's just the oh. edges. Like, Bradman best out, right? You, you're talking about, like... I'm definitely starting cooler, mate. Uh, look, Dane guys look pretty soft as well, right? Anyway. He's a tackle miss, miss tackle machine. Yeah, I've got to start cooler this week. I've got so many players out. <laughs> are, we, are you guys cashing out cooler soon? No, nah, I'm going to hold him, mate. I, I'm, I think he's. I, I like him. He, I like him. He's, he's a bit of. He's a DPP as well. But oh, look, I, I want to cash him out at him. some point. It, it allows me to upgrade Crichton if I keep him. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Excellent. Oh yeah, between him and Stephen Crichton, I guess it's a real choice over there. 
and I guess which side are you playing? Are you playing getting the good ball from DC or getting the good ball from Cleary? It's not bad options, right? I'm just having a look at Kohler now. He hasn't lost money on any week. He's made money that he's made money or kept his break even every single week. Isn't that crazy? That is for a new. That's awesome. And he's 18. It's filth. It's insane. Anyway, yeah, that is filth. Okay, uh, let's get to the. Yeah, Saturday's really not a good game for footy. Titans versus Broncos up at Seabus. <laughs> so, uh, Mitch, give us what's happening with the Titans. So, for the Titans, Tino Fasulu Malawi is set to back up from Origin for an overhaul Titan side. So, Sefo, Fafida, Corey Thompson, and Philip Sammy all join the back line as Brian Kelly, Jermaine Asako, and Gregory Marju drop to the reserves. Tanner Boyd partners Toby Sexton in the halves as Paul Turner is benched. Wonder when they're going to bench Sexton. Aaron Booth replaces Aaron Clark at hooker. Jamin Jolliffe replaces Jared Wallace. Well, mate, they shouldn't have let. Bloody Fogarty. Uh, Fogarty, go. That was ridiculous. Nick and I said at the start of the year, Fogarty's a stud. Oh, no, I Second get it. Not. I get it. I'm just saying that they can't. They can't. There's no other halves there. They're literally now tinkering around on the fringes here, right? If you've got Tanner Boyd friggin' starting half, right? It's the only reason I'm not in, interested in Fafita is the man has to get some decent ball. He can't be expected to play under 12s rugby league and run through the whole friggin' team. That's it. Oh, mm. look, he, he's got mm. he's got the mighty mm. Tanner Boyd giving him ball now. Anyway, oh, uh, and look, Aaron Booth. Aaron Booth replaces Aaron Clark. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, possible cheap alert. Moving on. B- Broncos. Mi- uh, Nick, what's happening? Corey Oates and Paddy Carrigan are poised to back up after Origin. But uh, Kirk Catewell and Selwyn Cobber are not meant to back up at this stage. Corey Pay misses the week due to the head knock. And Jake Turpin, who uh, was in the Banished in the Shadow Realm, now gets a reprieve and he joins the bench in jersey number 14. So we'll, um, we'll see what happens there. Jake Turpin is, is, an, interesting, is an interesting one, but, um, you know, we haven't really seen him for a long time. Um, the only other thing there is Jack Hosking is also uh, Zach Hosking is, has kept his number eleven jersey, I think. So um, keep an eye out for him. He has Kurt Catewell uh, has been given the week off. They've obviously decided that he plays a bit too hard in Origin to back up. They're really mm. I, I get a feeling that uh, Kurt Catewell is one of those guys that, that um, they're injury managing. Like he's just one of those guys who's long term busted. Mm. Because he did the same for the Panthers, and the Panthers don't rest many people. Anyway, apart from this week, moving on. Uh, look, Nick, Ezra Mam, how are we feeling about Ezra Mam? Man, I don't know. He's 464K. Um, he's made such nice cash already, and he's sealed his spot up. So you got Tyson Gamble there in number 17. So Mam's clearly the first choice 5'8 now. So he's up um, another 130K in price rises. Um, he sorry, he's still got another 130k in price rises for my price target of just under 600k, um, based upon his average of 42 and a half, which is just phenomenal considering he's 18 as well. So, um, do you cash out now or do you keep his tash, cash ticking over? I know um, we, there's some war chests going around um, and people have got some cash ready to spend, particularly this week, to upgrade to your Murrays, your Cooks. DCEs, those kinds of targets. But um, is Mam a guy you sort of cash, you know, you, you use that slot and that money in order to upgrade or not? I don't know. I'm, I'm really tinkering it. Um, 
because you know I'm, I'm not sure what do you think uh mitch any ideas it depends who you can get so if you've got someone who's about to go up quickly in price like possibly dc if he punches out 70 or 80 points he might go up a bit then maybe you cash out early uh, but largely, I think for most players, you could probably just wait the one more week, uh, particularly with Adam Reynolds still being a stride off where we would want him to be. And we sort of said uh, from date or week of the rib cartilage injury, it was going to be three to four weeks. So we're looking at either um, this week, but most likely the week after for Reynolds to be back normal. I'd give it one more week at a break even of 31. And I doubt you'll lose your shirt on some of those top tier keepers like Murray and... Uh, cook because perhaps and more like more than likely they'll play those reduced minutes mm -hmm. so mate i think one more week on oh, ma'am at least and then you know it's probably getting time to pull the trigger on those top tier keepers to maximize your points into the run home yeah and look with clearing out if you if you don't have your you keep him around just in case uh, for me and with the against the titans he might have a good night yep good point Okay. The only reason the Titans are 15th is because they got the bye. <laughs> okay, so on to the Titans champion, David Fafita. Despite his price tag of 661k, his break-even is 74. That is too prohibitive uh, despite being back in the starting size. So just wait um, because he'll be a smoky pod on the back end of the season. So, Stu, what have you got, mate? Yeah, oh, I, I've got a... Uh a very strong star on David Vafita for when he hits that 600k mark so that's what, what I've got he, he's going to go sub I reckon Whoa. 661 if he gets a 50 this week he'll turn around in a couple of weeks but he'll, he'll mm. come close to 600 or just below mm. and so I, I'm very interested because it's just that that one game that wins you that he can win you that game so yes he can get a 40 but he can also get 112 just because he's David Vafita um, look, I've got a colleague of his, uh, family member, so a Sofa feeder, 220k, 17 break even. So look, he's, he's a potential cash out, not a cash down, but a cash out option because with, there's a bit of a revolving door. This is the Justin Holbrook, uh, casino, uh, pull of the lever, this whole team this week. So he's revamped the entire back line, including giving Soso Fafita a run, uh, trying to convince the board why he shouldn't be sacked along with all his assistants and high-performance managers. So, uh, yeah, cash down. Next one, Billy Walters. So, uh, unfortunately, last week, he like he's still got a decent ownership. He's gone up to 444K, so he's actually made 204 grand this year, which is pretty decent. But uh, he had a pretty average game last week, so he got a 23, and he's got a 38 break-even this week. So I reckon it's about time to sell, cash, cash him down to someone like So-So Fafita or uh, Sean Kepi I talked to before. There's a, quite a few options out there. Take the cash, go buy a big keeper. Last one, bit of a question for you guys. Adam Reynolds. Mitch called it. Less engagement, less runtime coming back from the injury. Uh, so... But, uh, yeah, he took on the line less and he was heavily targeted uh, by the Dragons last week. Or as Nick Mate, says... He was, protected, he was protected by the friggin' refs because he's a protected friggin' species. You can't tackle kickers now, man. If you, if, if, you, if you even fake to kick and you get tackled, that's a sin bin. Mate, 
Mate, I think John said it best. That happens to Ben Hunt every single game. We get nothing. Facts. I yeah. Yep. Look, I, I would say that that the hit on this one, he he wasn't kicking. He was passing, I believe, when he got hit late. But it was it was a very line ball. I don't think he should have been bin for that. Like I maybe a penalty. penalty. No, oh. look, it would have been 50-50 on that one for sure. I didn't think it was oh. a center. Um, but NRL has to succeed in Queensland, mate. That's all I'll say. My question like, is, I, right, I, I, he I only got 20. I Adam Reynolds, but yeah, sorry, you guys, you. That's all good. Look, talking about the man here, right, Adam Reynolds. So he's been a lot of the reason why they're performing so well this year. He's only played 12 games, but he's on a 53 average, but his last three at 38 since that return from injury. When can we expect good Reynolds back? Because he's dropping coin quickly. He'll be 650K in a couple of weeks. Could be a buy, but only if we feel that Adam Reynolds has some upside. So, Mitch, what are we thinking on Alan Adam Reynolds? Plenty of upside, mate. I would give it uh, this week and, and possibly the week after. So, I would want to personally see one good performance because once we're getting past that four-week mark, we would sort of be expecting him to be pretty good. Um, so, that'd be this week, right? So, we'd want to see a good performance this week, and if we did it, if he was able to do it, then we would get on next week. If not, then unless you want the points desperately, we'd be waiting to the week after. So definitely not this week. Obviously, with that break even of 85. But healing time, we should be getting close to the mark uh, with Adam. So if we don't see the performance this week, then it will be the week after next, unless you're desperate for points. Nice. In which case, you could do it next week. Well, look, round 20. Uh, so this week versus Titans, next week versus the Eels. Round 20 getting on. We'll put him against the Tigers. So yes, that does feel like a very... That, 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 that'd be the time. That's I'd pencil that in. Yeah. And I'll be probably getting on him at that price. Mm. It certainly looks good there. And he's he does all the goal kicking. He's drinking all the milkshake. Ezra Mam just runs them all. Anyway, that's it for me is, okay, Adam Reynolds, pencil in round 20. That's very interesting. Okay. Uh, so look, I have uh, the Broncos by 20 in this one. So, because the Titans are pretty bad, but then again, they may put in. So, you know, always have close to... this game. I said it last time, and I was right. There you were, uh, Mitch. Well, what what have you got? I'll take Broncos by four because it's always close. Fair enough, Nick. Broncos by six. Mm. That's true. I remember that game where the Titans were the Titans up by like a twenty odd, and then they just yeah, lost and then the game. they scored twenty four unanswered points. Mm. That's it. Okay. Let's get to the Sunday games. This might be Huxley's time, boys, because we have the Tigers versus the wow. Panthers. Wow. So, Battle of Western <laughs> Sydney. A real shame that they put this on. It's at Combank 2. Uh, but unfortunately, well, let's talk about the Tigers team first. Nick, what's happening with the Tigers? Mate, huge shake-up. Uh, James Tarmales returns at prop. Uh, Kemba Mallow is back on the wing. Justin Matamua starts in the back row. And Stefano Utikamano is pushed out of the squad and Jake Sinkin joins the pine. So in terms of the spine reshuffling, we've got, uh, I believe, James Roberts taking Adam Dewey's um, centre spot. You've got Adam Dewey going into number six. You've got Luke Brooks moving from number six into number seven. You've got Jackson Hastings moving from half back to lock. And you've got Joe Offengawi moving from lock into the front prop front row spot. Um, so that means that uh, James Tarmout, um returns to the bench. So 
Um, Luke oh, Garner's oh, been oh, there. Oh, oh, he was out last week, so, so he missed the game with the calf stone, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he's not He's not coming back to the starting no, side not. because you've got um, Musgrove's been awesome, actually, from a just a footy point of view. He has. He's, um, he's looked good this year. He was crap last year. He looks great this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Luke Garner's been dropped to the bench. So, um, so. really, Brett Kamali is... Um, just shuffling the deck chairs, really. I don't see the point, but um, moving your best player, Jackson Hastings, off the ball a little bit is just a stupid idea, but... Um, well, I, I kind of like it. I, I reckon this was always the plan. So it's just that Jackson Hastings also proved himself a very good seven. So, like, I thought that, yeah, they, this is how they were planning to make it work, but I guess we'll find out. Aren't they just drop Luke Brooks to reserve grades? Seriously. That's dollars. the answer. Uh, no, I don't care. Pay a million dollars to play reserve grade or uh, get rid of him. Nah, Let him go. No one wants him. The, the Tigers would have to be paying 500 grand next year. 600 They should grand. just do that. It's what's best for everyone. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, look, move. I, I, I get where you're aiming at with that one, but I reckon they have to at least give this a shot because I reckon Jackson Hastings uh, could actually be a pretty damn good lock. So he looks like he just loves footy. He loves playing the ball. He plays sometimes dummy half if he doesn't like the I'm, service. I'm captain of the Jackson Hastings cheerleader squad, but he's 6'1", 95 kilos, playing lock. Um, he's not the, big enough. It's like Cam, Cam McInnes doing it, isn't it, Nick? There's, there's it, the comparison. Didn't work. Kurt Mann doing it doesn't work. It no. just doesn't. You know, Vic, he, uh, he's not Victor Radley. Victor Radley, like... He's just built different, you know. He's psycho, whereas, you know, Jackson Hastings, I just, I think he's just, I, I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's the best player in the team. And just playing as a half, anyway, what's the um, Panthers side looking like, Stu? Uh, look, uh, huge changes. None of the Panthers' origin reps are named to back up. So uh, we have Rob Jennings at centre, Charlie Staines at on the wing, Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan are at six and seven. Uh, Mitch Kenny is the starting hooker. Uh, Chris Smith out on the edge. Matt Eisenhuth is at lock. Sony Luke uh, joins the bench as the backup hooker. Uh, and the rest of the bench, you know, Scott, Scotty Sorensen, Spencer Lenny and Jimmy Salmon uh, remain in their spot as always. So, and we see the first sighting of uh, Christian Crichton, the lesser known Crichton brother, uh, <laughs> at 22. <laughs> So that's how far the Panthers have gone down. They've got eight players not playing, and Christian Grant makes 22. So it's he's insane, the 30th man of the top 30. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, anyway, so bad week. And basically this means for everyone at home, no Nathan Cleary this week. On the plus side, it does mean that likely that Nathan Cleary and Brian To'o actually play relatively un busted for the rest of the year assuming they're not too badly hurt in Origin 3 that's, that's a good sign isn't it and that's Isaiah, a good thing. Yeah. Isaiah Yo too mm, that's a that's an important one he's going to have a big game tomorrow so yeah I hope that's so huge. excellent mm. okay so let me let me run through a little bit on this one so look avoid any pa- chiefies for this Panthers team they're only going to play one game so uh, Mitch Kenny we want to keep in our back pocket for next year but all of these guys here don't pick up any cheapies. Two guys I did want to talk about. So Adam Dewey, 513k, named at six. Now, he scored 15 points last week at centre. He has a 72 break even because of that. 
Now, it's not the week to bring him in, but guys, tune into this game and watch Dewey at six this weekend because they're going to give this a go. Possible final team flex player because he's that DPP half wing fullback. Uh, and basically, he, like we saw this last year, he's a 700k uh, half because he does a lot of kicking. He kicks goals. And he's he's got to try on him too. He's a very good runner of the ball as well. He averages 52 in the halves. There we go. So that's, what, 700K. So, uh, guys... 728K, yeah. Oh, even better. So for us, Adam Dewey, we really want to watch him this week, make sure that he's fit and well. And, you know, Mitch, I, I want you to be having a look at him. Just make sure that he's fully recovered from the ACL which I guess if they named it six he must be he's as, he's close enough he probably won't be quiet there but he'll be close enough yeah. it, 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 it really will be an eye test we've sort of seen with a few ACLs over this year that not all sales are born the same Toho took uh, a bit longer to come back um, whereas uh, and Cam McInnes was another example whereas uh, who was quick um I'll have to think about that. But those two are certainly slow, but you can have quicker ones. They're not all built the same. Um, so we'll have a look. We'll see. Nah, for sure. Tigers have, the, Tigers have the second best run home in the last five games. So that's pretty juicy. It is. So look, and, and look, Adam Dewey is a known producer on a terrible team. So that's the other he thing. He is. Yeah, he's, yeah, 100%. So I like him there. And the fact that he's dropped 157K so quickly... Right means that he's viable in time for the run home. So, look, they've got the Panthers this week. They've got the Cowboys next week. So you can probably have... I'm penciling him in for round 20 versus the Broncos. That's the, exactly it, 100%. Broncos, and then they've got Knights, Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Raiders. So it's not okay. the softest run, but they're not... Mm. It's not the Panthers again. So the other guy I've got thinking on that exact same one I'm going to be watching this weekend almost tempted to buy Jackson Hastings I know we've already bought him and sold him this year already but he's at 499k got 42 points at half last week named at 13 so Joe and Gary's named at prop so he's not going to have much issue there looking at this team no one else is going to be taking this 13 jersey off him except maybe Jape Simkin even then, I'm oh yeah, I'm not even fussed much by that. It's so it looks like you'll be playing the full eighty at thirteen or close to it. How are you feeling about Jackson Hastings? So I had a look, Stu. I've sort of got him projected in that sixty to seventy minutes. Yeah. So you think he'll get the full eighty, do you? Oh look, I just give him seventy because you always need time off in the middle. Okay. Okay. Um, let's just say sixty to seventy minutes. Yep. So I'm comparing him to Radley and Kurt Mann because I, I had to think about all the locks in the league and um, he'll probably compare to that sort of style. Yep. They average, Radley averages 49 in that minutes range and Kurt Mann averages 49.3 in that minutes range. So I'm not saying he's going to average 49. He could be more, but I think it's safe to say it will be around that, um, which does give him that 700K price target. Um, which is pretty juicy. I'm just worried he hasn't trained in the middle. Um, and and uh, are you concerned about his durability, Mitch? Um, having to not only make more tackles, but run the ball more? Yep, absolutely. Because uh, he hasn't done it from, before. 
It's something you're just not used to, right? And his style has been just a catch, first receiver, pass off. Yep. You know? I saw that he's um, taken a lot of runs, actually. I have seen him sort of take quite a fair few runs at the line as well. We saw when Ben Hunt went to hooker that he was starting to develop shoulder problems uh, a couple of years ago. I would expect that Jackson Hastings will also have trouble with the increased workload with tackling. He hasn't had the off-season to sort of build up that tolerance to it. And uh, he's he, sure he's against a Panthers team that isn't at full strength, but he's on a team that's getting beaten up. So he'll be doing plenty of tackling. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. But l- looking at that, he's really only got to make it through seven games for us. Do you reckon you can make it that far? Who knows? Could happen first shot. We don't know. Fair um, enough. Would you take a gamble first week? Or, or do you want to no. watch him this week? I would definitely want to watch him this week. Okay. Just from an eye's point of view. But from a, from from an injury risk standpoint, uh, it's slightly increased. Um, probably helped with that foot problem in that he, he won't be doing some of the stuff that was probably irritating that before. That's true. Well, and so he will lose some of those stats, but he will gain more runs, more tackles. So, yep. like, because he, yeah, his tackles have been in, he hasn't Possibly more between. tackle busts. Yeah, that's it. Because he hasn't made more than twenty-one tackles in a game this year. I'm yep. trying to think. Does I, I, he does he hit guys or does he catch them, tackling star wise? I haven't watched. Well, that, well, we'll no, be watching it hard this we, week. We, we need to watch this week, boys. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so Adam Dewey, Jackson Hastings, very much worth a watch. Adam Dewey, probably two weeks. Jackson Hastings. Yeah, I guess even if he cracks out of sixty, he won't go, go too far. So one week. Uh Okay, speaking of guys who've been mucked around with, Joe Off and Gowie, Nick, what are we thinking? Mate, brought him in uh, this week, so he moving a prop. He's 749K. He averages, um, sorry, I can't see, uh, 54.1 when I'm playing between 60 and 70 minutes in the middle. That's at lock or prop. So hopefully he keeps that at minimum 60-minute roll because... When he drops down to 55 to 60 minutes, he averages 43.9, which is just diabolical. So as a holder, I'm extremely nervous, but with a 43 break-even, you can wait a week to reassess and see how this whole thing plays out, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think, Stu? Look, definitely in Joe and Gary, you've got a week just with that 43 break-even. But, geez, like, you know, you hope that you've got a trade up your sleeve because if this does work, if they do play well this week... They're not going to change it, and they yeah, got... it's just frustrating. Offering Gowie did have that eighty-minute roll, and that's just gone now. So, yeah, I'll look, and I think the issue is, is that look, he's a great tackle machine. He does some decent runs, but the if you saw you saw it against the um, the tiger, uh, sorry, against the Warriors, they can't score points. That's where the Tigers' issue mm. is. They uh, their defense is okay when they get their act together, but they're having real issues scoring points. And at the moment, they keep on throwing halves at the issue. They had like four playmakers on there at one point. They had um, Dewey, uh, Brooks, Hastings, and uh, one of the other halves on there, right, at some point. And it was just like, no, there's too many playmakers now. There's no one threatening running the line. So, yeah, hopefully we it see... Just, it just- just speaks to a club that doesn't have any sort of plan. And I think Dewey's just spat the dummy as well, to be honest. Um, Wouldn't you? Yeah. No, mate, you've just come back from ACL, you know, earn your spot back, okay? You're oh, yeah, but if, but if they're putting you at centre, like, you're not, you're not no, exactly... Play centre, play role, 
play a role. It's team sport, mate. Play oh, a role. No, I know. I, I feel like because he put up with that last year too, remember? Yes, it's a team sport, but he did this for them last year. He, he moved to centre to try and accommodate everyone in for a few weeks, right? Over the last couple of years to try and fill in a little bit of fullback, a little bit of centre, whatever mate, else. They're not making, they're not doing anything in this competition. So like... Just, no, he's still their best player. I reckon Hastings is, but anyway. I, I reckon them as the two halves pairings would be great. But anyway, moving on. I 100% agree. Yeah, it, it, that's the problem. Just flog Luke Brooks back to reserve grade. Anyway. Let, let's talk about the edges. Lange, guys. Yep. yep. We've got an uh, absolute shit show on the edges here, guys. We've got Kelmut Lange, Luke Garner, and Masamua. So, Kelmut Lange, he's he could make you 150k because he stitched up that 80-minute edge spot again somehow, even though he's off to Manly. This isn't a buy recommendation, but he's an option out there if you want a, pre- a productive sort of cash down option. If you need a cheaper edge, if you just don't want to cash out to someone who just won't play, he will play at 370k. Um, Garner at 544k. Um, he's got a 36 break even, so he's on the bench now, which is really worrying. Um, I've got him. He's only owned by one and a half percent of people, so it affects pretty much no one. But it's been benched for Matamua. Um, who made a blazing introduction to the NRL with a sin bin on debut for shoulder charging Mitch Moses. Now, you don't see that very often to begin with. And so, is Garner a hard sell now? He's on the bench. He won't mm-hmm. be getting 80 minutes. Yeah, it was yep. his break even. Okay. Yeah, oh, look, yes, 100%. The, I looked at the the stats that you, these guys get off the bench, right? It's 10, like somewhere between 0 and 10 points a game, right? Yeah. As okay. opposed to the let's, 40 let's... that he averages, right? 40 to 50 when playing off the thing. So Ghana is a 100 million percent sell. Okay. So he's off the, to the Panthers next year too. If they're playing next year's team or at least parts of next year's team, they know that Ghana's mm. going. So stuff mm. him. So on to Matsumua guys. He's got a 0.49 PPM in four games of the New South Wales Cup, which isn't bad to be honest, but it's not great. He's at 220K. So don't, I mean, you can wait another week. You know, if you want. Um, but if you really need a 220k player, I, I think he's a decent option mm-hmm. um, because he will play. It, it would appear because who knows what's happening in Tiger Town. So, um, yeah, I, I, as you can see, I'm just completely puzzled by what the hell's happening here. My, my brain's hurting. So, and so is my fantasy team. So I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. Look, I've got the Panthers bite for this one. Mitch, what have you got? Surely the Tigers have to find a way here. I've got them by six. Yeah, look, quite possibly. I got Panthers by four. There's no way the Tigers are winning this. No oh, way. No, look, there's a lot of... There's a, there's some still some great players in this Panthers team, but they are short, right? It's like eight players out. That's a lot. Anyway. Yep. They'll, 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 they'll get the chocolates. For sure. So, next game. This is the other game worth watching. Storm versus the Raiders. So, Mitch, what's happening with the Storm? Mate, so Money returns after his bout of COVID-19. That sends Nick Meany back to the wing. Grant Anderson is out of the squad with that medial ligament sprain. Uh, Felice Cafusi is back from America and is placed into the second row with Chris Lewis dropping out of the side. Awesome. Uh, Nick, Raiders. Josh Papali is named to back up at starting prop. James Schiller has been na- uh, replaces uh, Chance Nicol Klockstad on the bench after the Kiwis return to the Warriors. So seeing K 
literally gone over to New Zealand now? Is he on their books already or? Don't know. But uh, uh, no, I think he's signed for next year. But yeah, you know what, what Ricky's light Shadow Realm. He's Shadow Realm's people. He is. Man. He does. Yeah. Uh, look, he's a, he's, he, he obviously is showing that he doesn't like this sort of thing. So it's like, fine, you do it to me. Goodbye. What am I developing yeah. you for? Whereas James mm. Schiller, I need to play him next year. Don't mind it. First grade like it. Yeah, if more coaches did that, I think we might have, you know, perhaps a solution to what we were discussing before. Oh, mm. for sure. Let, look, let's kick off with a guy who might be in the Shadow Realm. It's worrying the hell out of me. Adam Elliott. So he's named at 16 this week. So, look, he's... he. Well, he did it last week. He got 61 points in 49 minutes. So he came wow. on basically uh, for Ryan Sutton. So, wow. Yeah, he, he's not a bad player. He's he's one of those guys who, if he's playing for the Bulldogs this year, I reckon they'd be in a slightly better spot. You know, the wives probably wouldn't be, but, you know, he would be. But he's with Millie Boyle now. <laughs> How long does that last for? Like, I, Oh, God knows. That's it, exactly. Like, I, I, you know, no, nothing against you, Adam Elliott, but you, you, your track record, mate, you're not inspiring confidence in us at home over here. Uh, so... Uh, then again, I guess it started in those circumstances. Maybe it continues. So, look, he got 61 in 49 minutes last week with 26 tackles, five tackle breaks, uh, a couple of offloads. He's just He's got great all-round stats, and he absolutely plays as a bundle of energy. The issue is, is that he's off to the Knights next year. If they keep on losing and then the Raiders sort of fall in out of contention, uh, we've got concerns for Adam Elliott's spot. But he's got a 28 break even. So I would not trade him this week unless he got a hundred percent locked in upgrade. Uh, looking at this going forward, uh, there's a potential straight swap between him and uh, Azari Papali'i next week. Uh, so look, that that's him for me. Uh, but definitely have a trade in the back of your head, which I didn't really want. But he's not starting thirteen anymore. Uh, the second one is. Uh, Joseph Tapani. So 835k. So he is actually the most expensive forward at the moment. Uh, did any of us have that on our list for the beginning of the season? No, no but way. you did call this, Stu. I did a few weeks ago. Letty was looking good, but I did not call a last three average of 74.3 or a last five average of 71.2. Holy moly. That's it. So look, he's on a, the best tier for Warriors. This is uh, Payne Haas-esque. Uh, yeah, he's worse. Hurt this man. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's it's been pretty good though. His scores have been propped up by that ninety four versus the Broncos. That last five average. Um, look, guys, he's been on an absolute tear. Uh, possible pickup target because he's been scoring pretty well against teams where they've been uh, hammered by a little bit, like a sixty four versus the Panthers. Bodes well. Uh, 64 versus the Eels, 69 versus the Roosters. So it looks like he's he's really hitting that purple patch of form. And for me, it looks like he's really taken over from Josh Papali as the leader of this pack. So I reckon he is um, he's basically the future. He's hit that sort of vein of form. The issue is you're paying peak price. But he can be one of those guys that'll win you head-to-head matchups or overall because there's not a lot of guys who are hitting seventy plus in the middle. Anyway, any of you totally. got? Yeah, look, I wish I got on at seven hundred. Wish I got on at six hundred or five hundred. But you know, it's even at this point, 
you know, it's a paying peak dollar, but it's not too bad, is it? You'd have to have serious cojones, wouldn't you, Mitch? Oh, absolutely. There's risk all over it. Yeah. He started this year, if I'm reading this correctly, this is 830, 730, 630, 570k. What? He started this year at 570k. He's gained 256 grand this year. So, filth. Some some of that's been preceded by uh, Josh Papali'i seeming to take a bit of a dive in both form and minutes. Yeah, well, but obviously Billy's seen, Slater's seen this too. It must be something about Josh Papali'i. Like, he's only playing 26 minutes in origin. I wonder if there's something we don't know about. It could be. Whenever that happens, I always question, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, possibly an attitude thing or more likely an injury issue because Josh has been good for a long, long period of time. He has and been. Just, and just fell off the cliff. Maybe just age. Yeah, quite yeah. possibly. Or, or just those accumulation of injuries. Like, you know, you lose you know, you know, lose 10% here, you lose 10% motion there, and suddenly it just accumulates up on you. Uh, okay, the last guy that I've got, a real question for you guys, Ker Munster. So 798K, he's got a 74 break-even. So he's got COVID, right, on the negative side. But he's had three weeks to get himself healthy otherwise at this point. So what sort of form do we see Munster in? And is he a buy? Maybe not this week with a 74 break-even. But are we interested in him in for maybe next week? Uh, Mitch, uh, especially for you from the injury front as well. I'd want at least one date, probably two, just to have a look at that shoulder. Uh, also to have a look at him post-COVID because as I kept saying to you, he has not looked physically right and I mean just more from a uh, a cardiovascular point of view since that first origin game I never thought he came quite back from that he's then had that shoulder injury that's followed it and now he's had COVID so I'd just be looking for his lungs to come back and him to look the goods I'm not ridiculously worried about the shoulder I'm just more thinking from a performance standpoint from his ability to uh, run and compete Uh, we've seen different reactions to COVID and I just feel like money was a bit run down so I'd want him to play well this week definitely in a 74 break even and I'd want to see it next week okay so so having a look at those fixtures so this week they've got the Raiders next week they've got the Rabbitohs so again another round 20 you reckon because uh, A we get our extra trades then but they're versing the Warriors that week for their... I suppose the thing I'd say to you at 798 I could get DCE just to uh, back up your point you and and your point too Mitch um DCE's got the soft run home which is good for DCE but Munster's got the hard run home which is good for Munster because he performs better against the better teams that that's been shown that is true so, and they got a so last it's, it's, couple it's of... really like yin and yang kind of thing and they're the same price so you wouldn't you take a punt on Cherry Evans just based on being a bit healthier Mitch 100%. I'd be going Chair Evans all day. We missed the boat on Munster. We needed to get him at the start of the year. Because yeah. the Seagulls have the e- the third easiest run home in the last five. They're the easiest overall from round 18 onwards. But the Storm have the hardest last five games. So... I'm looking at this. Geez, so, so, that- so, uh, so they got the Titans. And then, yes, they got uh, Panthers, Broncos, Roosters, Eels. Which is, I think... They're away games, aren't they, as well? Uh, one Which ones home. are away? Okay, so there you go. They, they're on the road a lot. So, um, yeah. And also, we know the Storm will be getting, like, torn to shreds at training. 
and they must perform. So, oh, I couldn't split. There's splitting hairs at the moment between these two, don't you think, guys? It is. And so that's why I'm saying maybe we've got a couple of weeks because Cam Master might drop a bit of coin, puts him in a bit of more affordable, whereas DC, his break even's 40. You got to get in this, this week. So I guess it's do you have the coin this week to do it? That's the question. Mm. Mm. And. Uh, yes. Not, wait a week or two for Munster. There you go. Yeah, that you can wait a week or two for Munster to have, check him out, uh, and you can compare him to Reynolds because Reynolds will be mm. uh, seven twenty five. He'll be six fifty at that point. So counting Munster probably seven fifty. Adam Reynolds will be six fifty. You've actually got a couple of good choices to look at there if you can't get DC this week, uh, or or even if you just want to bank a few trades so that you're not blowing your entire lot round eighteen. <laughs> Because, no, I'm serious. Like, people will be down to two, four, six, eight trades at the moment. If you blow there we three are. or four this week, right? Yep. You've got to wait till round 20 before you get any bonuses. And those are purely Ooh. for injuries. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. Mitch, Xavier Savage, what are we thinking? Mate, so Xavier Savage has locked up the uh, fullback role by the look of it with CNK not named in the 22. Uh, banished to the Shadow Realm, which is uh, New Zealand. Uh, so it looks like he's going to get an extended <laughs> run on the bench um, and therefore possibly the long-term fullback at the Raiders. So he's been, you know, quite a good little performer over the last two to three weeks. I've actually been starting him because I was friggin' desperate. Um, but he's rewarded my, my faith or desperation, whichever one you'd like to pick, because while he has had some boneheaded errors, which we knew he would have, at times he's looked one of the more dynamic fullbacks in the game. Um, so certainly if you have him, I think he's an absolute keep at the moment. And if you trust and believe in the Raiders, Nick, I'm not sure where they were on your strength of schedule, but he, he might be a sneaky interchange uh, player, particularly this week with uh, some players potentially not backing up. Fourth easiest, mate. Yep, so a he's time. a bit of a no-brainer at that point, um, as long as he's got the spot. And as long as CNK is not on the bench... I feel very good about Xavier Savage and it looks like Ricky's committed. Yeah, yeah look, that's a layout. I reckon we've got probably two, maybe three more price rises for Xavier and then you might be in the realm of just straight trading him out to a final team keeper. Yep. Yep, yep. Exactly right. Yep. 100%. So looking at this one, yeah, so yeah, so they've got the Storm this week but they're less than Storm. Warriors, Titans. Yeah. And then they got round twenty-one versus a full-strength Panthers. So round twenty pencil him. Round twenty-one pencil him is a sell, maybe. Or you just eat it for a week because then they got the Dragons, Knights, Seagulls, Tigers. Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, okay, yeah, Savvy Savage definitely keen to hold on to him for as long as is viable. Yep. Okay, yep. Nick, who are we looking at? Brian Pappenhausen, guys, 719K. He's got a 75 break-even, so he's still a buy in my book based on his historical performances. He can go for 100 very easily. I wouldn't be mad if you brought in, as I mentioned earlier, Joey Manu. There's a, a whole bunch of fullbacks. We've had no fullbacks all year, and now we've got heaps. If you brought in Joey Manu for a similar price in a Roosters team that looks much better than the Storm at the moment... Perhaps only had one tackle bust last week against the Sharks and no goals, which is literally his second worst performance when playing the full 80 minutes. So don't get nervous and don't sell him if you have him. But, you know... He also got a denied try too, didn't he? Huh? He got a denied try as well. Yes, 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 He would have cracked 40 if he got in the... Filthy. Yep. Uh, it 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 was a definite obstruction, 
but it would have been it would have been eight points tw- uh, 25 running meters so two points there and the line break so 15 point line break. yep yep which would have got me 30 points as captain anyway <sighs> moving on um harry grant guys 727k 65 break even don't overthink it he averages around 60 when playing over 70 minutes in his career for 21 games. Uh, his influence will determine whether the Storm get their group back. I think he's a must-buy this week. Okay. Um, he's got a three-game runway. I think he's going to go ham. In ham. No, there ham. we go. Nick's called the ham alert. I'll have to make a promo for that one. <laughs> Is that the first ham? <laughs> That's the first ham. I'll have to put like your face on a pig or something. <laughs> Harry Grant's face. I, I don't know how that'll play. Anyway, let's. I'll work something out. Nick, you can work. Do we know? Do we know if Hunt's playing five eighth and Grant's going to play the eighty, or are they going to play Dearden? Dearden's five eight. Yeah. Oh, well, God. sorry, they've postured that it's Dearden. Postured, but yeah, who knows? I, I think if Grant plays more than sixty minutes, I, I would contest that. I'd probably put a sandwich on it that he's not going to go off. Yeah, and sixty-five break even. But then again, here it is Wednesday to Sunday, Sunday. four p.m. Okay. They've given them the nicest run. Though they and the Panthers, they've obviously worked out. Give them a nice run after Origin. All right. So looking after that, we get to the game where. Um, the, oh, sorry. How do we see this game panning out? So Nick, what are you thinking, mate? Storm by six. Pretty close game. Mitch. I love the Raiders against the Storm, and it is in Melbourne. Oh. Storm have to bounce, don't they? They just have to bounce. I love to see Raiders win. Let's go Storm by two. I think it'd be close. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, ex- expect an upset here. Raiders by 16. Oh, please let Ooh. that be the oh, reality. Look, I, I, I'd be that they're going to try and come down there and blow them out really early, like a few guys backing up from Origin or who are busted, uh, and just try and absolutely blow them out of the water because um, Raiders need to win this game to stay in touch with the top eight. They have to. Like, if they don't win that, they basically have to win every other game this year to to make eighth. Anyway, uh, okay. Moving on, last game of the weekend, Bulldogs versus Rabbitohs. So we have... Uh, look, Matt Burton is named to back up for the Bulldogs after Origin. Tavita Pangai Jr. is back after, after his uh, weird calf injury. Uh, name, and he's named at lock, so that's interesting. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner drops to the bench. Braden Burns uh, comes in against Declan Casey in the centres. So, oh, look, Braden Burns is finally back from that, what, grade three hamstring injury, Mitch? Uh, yep, that's correct, grade three. Yeah, so, look, it's he's finally come back in after, what, 12 weeks off. Uh, yep, as I, I think I said that it would be a bit longer than... And they initially said grade threes are nasty. They're really not good. Yeah. Well, look, this is as close to a decent side that I've seen. Uh, Jacob Krabs is out to the wing. Interesting. Okay. Um, Matt Dufty's lurking in the 20. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he is. He's 18th man for this. Oh, no. Oh, happy birthday. And wait till she sees that. If he plays, she's going to spit chips. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Rabbitohs, mate? Uh, so, for the Bunnies, Alex Johnson with a quad and Mark Nichols with a head knock. Both return after missing the Knights Clash. 
Richie Kenner dropping out despite his hat trick and Cody Nicarima switching back to the bench. Cookie and Murray have been named to back up from Origin, which we would expect with that time uh, to recover. With uh, Savili, Havili and Jed Cartwright switching to the bench. Daniel Saluka, Fafida and Shaquille Mitchell dropping to the reserves. Halfback Lachlan Ilias has been named, but will need to pass concussion protocols. Okay. Uh, Nick, take us away. Mr. Cook, what's happening? Mate, he's a clear premier hooker, genuine captaincy option, locked into 50 tackles, a line break or two, maybe a try, five tackle busts, and a touch under 100 running metres per game. I just don't know how you can go past him if you can have the cash. Um, he's an absolute buy. The question is, would you tear your team apart to bring him in at this stage? Probably not. Um, at that sort of price, I imagine that would require a lot of surgery, but... I'll tell you now, if you got like a war chest, I'd go out and get Cook. I, he's an absolute no-brainer in my opinion. Mm. Um, and that's me. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely by. Uh, Mitch, Latrell, what are we thinking? Mate, Latrell looked good. He had 61 points. He had more involvements than he's had probably in the last three three games that he played prior to that hamstring injury. He's sitting on a 37 break even, and boys... I thought South Sydney looked a heck of a lot better for having him there. Uh, he, he actually looked better than he did at any stage last year in different spots. So mm. has really bounced back with that hamstring, whatever they did over in the States uh, to fix that hamstring. So whatever concoction of injections or steroids they gave him has worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, and the diet. <laughs> uh, yeah, diet. Um, I'm pretty sure testosterone's good at helping with weight loss too. Anyway, neither here nor there. Look, he 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 just ate a whole bunch of nat- natural, healthy remedies, right? Yeah, like like, like animal feed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he he looked the goods. He really did, and and I think he's only going to get better. That that would be my actual call on Latrell. The real issue with him is that he can just drop in and out of games. But if he continues to look like this and uh, we have Murray and Cookie coming back, suddenly South Sydney start to look like a reasonable team because they had that option out the back, which they haven't had probably for the majority of the season. And I thought Murray and Cook have looked far better up the middle um, playing under Demetrio this year. So, you know, the Bunnies might actually potentially go on a little bit of a run if Luttrell can maintain this form. Possibly my likeness would be... Uh, Jared Hayne of 2009, but perhaps not quite the the level of power that we saw there. So Latrell is certainly an interesting prospect. I, I can't go there. I've had too much pain dealing with him over the last two years. I refuse, just on a character <laughs> basis. But you know, if you if you just want to win and you have no conscience, um, Latrell could be an interesting one. <laughs> no conscience, great. <laughs> now he he definitely looks good there, guys. If you were in the cheap uh, wing fullback stakes, you know. You decide you're not going with Ryan Pappenhausen. You want to go with uh, one of the cheap guys. Would you pick Ponga or Latrell? Latrell is on the goals. better team. Probably Latrell. Yeah, after watching him this week, he looked he looked awesome. He looked he looked didn't awesome. Look fit. He didn't look no. fit. Like he wasn't. You know, he wasn't cattle dog bouncing around. But I mean, he hasn't done that's, that. That's that's my what? issue, right? Twenty seventeen though. Yeah, yeah. twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. I don't think we're going to see that, and that's. Exactly, I think what you're inferring there, Nick, is that we're just oh, not sure. Sorry, Reese Walsh going, being the he other. He might choice. go missing and have thirty points. Like, um, just, just have a look I'd probably we... go. I'd probably go Latrell Ponga Reese Walsh. 
Excellent. Chris Walsh is bottom of the pecking order for me. Yeah, probably is. Yes, for that run home. That run home is filthy, and he's on. He's on the wrong team. Yeah, that's it. Look, Adam O'Brien sucks, but he's he's not on the Warriors. Yeah, I think I might hold out for uh, Adam Dewey. Seventy-two break-even. Pick him up for sub five hundred k. I've so, made a pact that I'm not going to touch a Tigers player. There you go. Well, look, you when you get beaten by me because Adam Dewey finally starts performing in the side then, you know, I'll be laughing. Uh, especially because I picked him up for like 450 or something. <laughs> anyway. I think you'll beat me regardless of Adam Dewey. Oh, that's possibly right. Uh, look, let's have a talk about the Bulldogs real quick. Look, they've only really got two fantasy-relevant players at the moment. Uh, look, Joshy Jackson continues to be on sort of the edge of, edge of relevancy, but he's just very solid, so not much to talk about him. Otherwise, we've got Matt Burton, which if you don't have him, like, get him. And Max King, guys. So Max King is a starting prop and he start pushing out pretty close to keeper numbers here. So like, I know we were like, oh, what's the deal with Max King? And I know a lot of us sold him early in the season, but if you have him, I'm not sure when you want to sell him. His last five, uh, keep him. His last five average is 53.4. Yep, I was wrong. I was hard on the sell Max King, didn't believe, and I was wrong. Well, no, it was the right call. Like he had a... He had a big run of like, he didn't get above 43, right? Uh, between round seven and 11, right? Sell time, right? And then he went on a tear, 59, 56, 60, 51, 41 against the Sharkies. And then the buy. So yeah, wh- why wouldn't you keep him, right? So, and then they yeah, got the... Yeah, save a trade, keep him. Yeah, they got Rabbitohs, Titans, Knights coming up. So yeah, trade him. is the eye test too. Yeah, very, very fit, plays hard, makes a ton of tackles. All his stats are base stats. A few offloads. He's got a good offload in him too. Um, he is, and it's only if he's benched, at which point you sell. And he's made so much money for you. You can trade him to almost anyone now. 632K. He's almost made 400 grand. Mm. Anyway, well, props to people who hold on. Uh, last guy, Cam Murray. So he's named to back up after Origin. He's got a 64 break even. So how are we feeling about bringing in Cam this week or do we want to give him an extra week of rest before we bring him in? Oh, sorry, 62 break even. My apologies. Mm. Nick, I'll let you take this one, mate. Yeah, I, I would strongly consider bringing him in. Um, with the injury of Hane Sele and Liam Knight, they double blow. Mm. There's really shot for depth. So, looking at their bench, you got Jed Cartwright, Saliva <laughs> Helivili, and Tom Burgess. I dare say, two Karen props. Murray's and... gonna have. Pardon? Yeah, two props in there. Yeah, but I just think that Murray's gonna have to do so much work to clean up for the lack of um, uh, go forward and. Um, uh, talent out there I guess is probably a better way to put it um, so yeah I really see him having a really strong run to the back end of the season I think they have a hard streak to schedule from memory so he's going to have to make plenty of tackles at some point so it's absolute um, filth by the way it is so we have yeah. so we have the Storm at a core stadium so in front of seven fans uh, then they've <laughs> got the Sharks uh, at a points bet they got the Warriors on uh, at home. 
They got then they got the Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters. Last four. Oh, but that's good for my. Remember, if you look at his stats from earlier in the year, Roosters eighty one, Panthers seventy three, Storm eighty four. He's he's like Cam Munster, aims up in the big games. Who would you rather for the similar price, DCE or Cam Murray? I want both. I want both. That's my answer. Uh, the, uh, I look, I can't I, get both. Someone's <laughs> asking for me. DC. <laughs> I can't afford him. <laughs> I think DC has got a higher ceiling, uh, for sure. There, but look, their their averages are so close to each other too. Their prices are so similar. It's <sighs> part of me worries about uh, Murray's durability. I don't have any worry about DCE. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not having to do durable type things. He's not making sixty-five yeah. tackles a match. Yeah, he's not going to get a concussion either. You know, because he doesn't make tackles. So, yep. and um, his shoulders all good. Yeah, I just think he's lower risk for a similar type of output. I guess right. Yep, and he's on. He's got. I know the the harder on run is better for Murray, but I just feel better about the softer run for DCE. Okay. Oh, yeah, I get DC first and then Murray second, I guess. Well, and we might see a drop in Murray's performance this week. I think he'll aim up at Origin tomorrow night. Oh, he'll oh, have yeah. to. They'll be playing on a, on a frenzy at that side. So, um, he'll who will he be playing outside? Uh, he'll be playing left hand side. So next to Lua here, yeah, he'll be he'll be a busy boy. They'll be they'll be running. No, he's playing right edge, isn't he? No, Martin's right edge. Martin's right edge. He'll be playing left edge. So he'll be playing. Um, he'll be playing up against. Uh, who plays at that side? DC. Burton. Yeah, and but no, no, I'm talking about on the other side. So. Oh, Gagai. Gagai, and yeah, he'll he'll be a lot of running down that side. And Cobo. Anyway, look, uh, definitely. So okay, so are we saying that first DC, second Cam. Uh, Murray third we'd want what uh, money no Munster Cook I wouldn't touch I wouldn't touch money I'd go Cookie but if you don't have the money if we're moving down the ranks then uh, geez Benny Hunt no not Benny Hunt <laughs> get out of here then we'd say our trade for a couple of weeks and look at picking up a couple of these guys in a couple of rounds when they drop some coin agreed like Munster agreed. like Dewey like Hastings the only one you've got to pick up probably this week is DC because his break even's lower he's That's yeah. going to pop off I'm going to find a way to get him okay yep uh, let's do it alright uh, let's move into really quickly by 18 what do you have Stu uh, yeah look I've got the bunnies by 12 Mitch oh, I can't do it bunnies by 10 I thought the dogs might get up <laughs> Graham's birthday but I don't think they will no <laughs> sorry about that one okay all right, they, captains, boys. Captains, uh, look for me. I've got to buy either Isaiah Papali'i or Mari this week, or possibly DCE now. So it's got to be one of those three. So it's either I like Isaiah Papali'i, Murray, or uh, DC, or I guess the easiest one is if you got Cook, play Cook. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Cook. Yep. Yes. Now, yes. Uh, the guy we didn't mention because you said we mentioned him later, Nico Hines against the North Queensland Cowboys down a couple of players. No, but DCE. Yeah, I'd back DCE over Hines for some reason too, eh? DC versus DCA. Newcastle versus Hines against the North Queensland Cowboys up north. Yeah. It's in North Queensland. That's not good. Okay, cool. Excellent. So- I, I think I think you could go... You could, you could 
you couldn't be criticised for going either, right? No. I, okay, so yeah. I th- excellent. So I think the guy with the best floor is probably Cookie, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And I guess we're, you got to watch Origin. We'll check out to see how they back out. After yep. that, it's uh, probably DCE, then Hines, and then I, Pappy, and Murray. It's pretty much a flip a coin. Yep. Cool. Yep. Excellent. And so I think, so in the trades for me this week, just really quickly, I'll be finding a way probably to get in DCE. And then I'll probably be sitting on my trades for a little while. Mitch? Same deal. Going to try and find a way to get in DCE. And I I may bring in Ponga for Karaz because I can't afford the trail. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, After saying it. that you hate him. Yep, gotcha. I do hate him, but I need him. <laughs> <laughs> I need him. I need to score centuries for me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man, if you score a century off that, you'll be feeling like a genius. Oh, I'm just uh, lucky. Yeah, except honestly. when we go back to the tape. Uh, and Nick? Yeah, I'm going to flick Ghana probably for DC or something like that. Well, that's a pretty easy trade if you can make that one. Yep. All right. So uh, we only got a few questions this week. I think people are taking a couple of weeks off to, uh, to see what's happening here. Uh, so, look... We got one from my mum. Is is it's just going? When will Mitch get good at fantasy? So, so yeah, no, that's not a real one. Twenty twenty three is 20, going to be my year. Twenty twenty three. He's called it excellent. Uh, you need a five year plan with Gus. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I still have a job, mate, that's it. <laughs> He'll come in and guarantee my spot, and then I'll be looking for new work. That's it. Now, a real question though. Uh, will we be doing a revised keeper list after Origin? We could be scrambling if Cleary, Cook, Yo, Murray, and Co. are injured. Well, yes, there will be a heck of a lot of scrambling, won't there? Like, if, if they come out of this game and Cleary picks up a knee and, you know, Yo picks up a head knock and DCE picks up a, a proper quad strain, you know, everyone, I think, will be hassling. So don't make too many trades this weekend, I guess, is the answer to that one, isn't it? Or just don't lock them in now. Just just make them on Thursday, I mean, Friday morning or something. Yeah. yeah, and make sure that the trades are like for like as far as the days of the week go. So don't be trading out a Cowboys player for a Origin, you know, for Damien Cook, right? Because one plays on the Friday. And if Cookie, oh, suddenly I'm not playing on the Sunday, you can't go back and fix it because they only tell you team's 24 hours out. Mm. All right. Yeah. And second question... Uh, do we agree that the COVID bubble should come back like Darren Lockyer said Mitch no 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 No. the players didn't like it and they can't adhere to it and I know that on very very good authority don't do it they'll just break it fair enough they might have a barbecue Uh (laughs) (laughs) mate among other things that you boys don't even know about so yeah I imagine there's a lot of Tinder action happening anyway uh Look, not grinder. Uh, uh, let's not go there. <laughs> Do oh, we don't want to out. I don't need to get. I don't want to get sued. That's it. We we don't we don't want to out too many players. Uh look, let's go with uh, Jaden Clark. He's got some questions. Mam to Volkman. Well, Volkman's sick, so I guess he didn't know that at the time. Havili to Bird. Jack Bird. We didn't talk about today. He's three consecutive scores of sixty-ish. Has he missed the boat? I'm not sure, but he got a sixty-two. So his you last... called that one too, Stu. You've been on fire the last month. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, sorry, the last two, 60 plus. So, 41, then he got a 61 and a 62. He got a 62. He got a 62, no meat pies, one try assist. Yeah, he, he does work. terribly. 
33 tackles. Oh, no, he got the try assist, though. He tried right to the end. He tries every week, mate. That's why I picked him up at the start of the season. He's got he plays all heart, man. Yeah, five he just tackle plays breaks. Deeply like to get sinbinned. He does, and so look, he tried real hard. He was really trying as it cuts out. So look, Havili to Bird. Yeah, look, that makes sense. Havili's peaked. Max King to DC if he backs up. Well, I think we look. Ooh. I'm not loving any of these, Jaden. Nah, go not, back to the drawing board. Yeah, Volkman's not playing. Birds. Hold, hold ma'am. Hold ma'am. Yep. Yep. Um, flog Havili to someone like uh, who could he flog how much is Havili worth uh, Havili is 536k so you could cash him down to who's the cheapest you uh, uh, we talked to a few people uh, Sean Kepi like it doesn't matter you, you pick someone who you like? Epi's a good one. Yeah, Matsumura. If you want a two twenty k or yeah. Sean Kepi, oh, that, that's it. One of those two make me happy. And then you bank three hundred k and you can get DCA without selling Max King. That's it. You go sell one of your other nuggets and someone else. Yep. That's it because we do, we don't want to be selling Maxi King unless it is for. Well, I guess DCA is, is an upgrade, but surely Max you've got King's other problems in the middle. Yeah, that's it exactly. Unless unless you're getting Cam Murray or Papali with him. Because Joe Tarpany, that's a real casino move, isn't it? No, I think this, you missed the boat. I think we missed, the, is, we, yeah. we, we missed the boat about, oh, definitely a week ago, but I think, you know, you called it three three weeks ago, Stu. That was the moment. Yeah. It's oh. the Raiders, you know. It's too hard. Too hard. You got, you got Ricky as the coach. It's scary. What? It it's funny. He's the last one left out of all of the, you know, all, all of the crazy Ivans. He's the only one left. Yeah, I, I guess it helps to be a uh, future, like not quite immortal, but still like a revered player, isn't it? Yep. Mm. I think he can coach, to be completely honest with you. I think he'll figure this Raiders team out. I oh, certainly can. Yeah. He's had a lot of instability and uh, the English um, gamble hasn't worked out, but he's he's sorting this team out. I, I really thought this would be the year and I think the Fogarty injury hurt them. But I think with what they've learned and some of the players they've figured out, Savage being one of them, that next year will be a good year for them. Yep. Uh, speaking of the connection, apparently John Bateman might be coming back to the NRL. Oh, wow. Wow. So good. Dolphins? <sighs> Don't know, but like he's a good player. Yeah, he's brilliant. He, he makes some real money. He He's a great edge player. He plays hard. Anyway, so just, yeah, a bit of news that I've uh, seen the other day. So he might be coming back next year. Uh, and yeah, the Dolphins definitely have Kish. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they got all sorts of weight better money. Oh, God, I just got that. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, we have yeah reached the end of the podcast, guys. Any final thoughts from you, Mitch? Nah, mate. I left it all out there on the field, as always. Uh, dude, I swear, like, if you were... A- like an actual player channel nine would like the guy with the mic would just bypass you bro <laughs> just, just, I, just, I just bump you I've off I've accused like... Latrell Mitchell of taking steroids I've left it all out there alright there's, there's nothing more okay? uh, fair well I do like that you made it that clear for the tape so thanks for that one uh, excellent cut that <laughs> uh, Nick how about you mate um, I didn't accuse Latrell of steroids <laughs> so I'm clear um, now nah, up the blues you yeah, that'll be a good game tomorrow night. And yeah, Nick, we might need to go watch this game on Sunday, assuming we're both well. 
Mate, Kings. Excellent. Okay, because it looks like a triple game Sunday is always a good Sunday. All right. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for supporting the... Uh, liking the posts, uh, listening to us all year. We appreciate it. We understand, you know, we will lose a few more of you as the season winds up and, you know, people, you know, fall out of contention. But look, thank you for everyone who has been listening this year. And look, we're, it's been a long year, but look, we'll be looking to kick off this year sort of uh, very strongly, like our, the 2023 season very strongly next year as well, if uh, we do lose you over the next few weeks. So anyway, uh, this is the Boom or Bus podcast signing out. Thank you.